In a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend, this is I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. How can you be the same person? You underestimate how the smallest decision can compound into significant differences over a lifetime. Every tiny decision creates another branching universe. Another... Were you not paying attention before? Of course. You're just very bad at explaining... <laughs> Don't push me. well and good, but do they offer any verse jumping lessons for those of us with two left feet? I mean, I'd hate to accidentally stumble into a black hole or worse yet, end up at a timeline where pineapple belongs on pizza. Maybe I should stick to plain old universe hopping for now. Greetings, lookers! Welcome to this edition of I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine, the podcast that's one part movie discussion, one part game show where we never know what we're watching next. I'll be your host, Ben Mitchell, and you can find me on Twitter and most social media with the handle at RedHenMedia1. Just look for that red hen icon. And welcome, welcome to the fourth episode of Series 11. That's right, our podcast goes up to 11. There will be five episodes in the series, and the series theme is Movies Important for Our Times for which we've all secretly submitted one movie. Now, we all guess who submitted what movie in our Who Done It segment, and at the end of the series, the winner is awarded a Who Dundee trophy, along with a bonus prize. And this series prize is a $25 gift card, and this choose-your-own-adventure tabletop game called House of Danger, which is a cooperative adventure game based on the popular choose-your-own-adventure book series. And I am playing to win this series just so I can force my friends to play. But that's not all, because you are the X Factor. Yes, there's also an audience choice selection somewhere in the mix. Please go to redhenmedia.com slash audience choice, submit your pick, and we may watch and discuss your movie on the show. Again, that's redhenmedia.com slash audience choice. Now today, We'll be discussing everything, 
everywhere all at once 2022 which is a action adventure comedy fantasy sci-fi feature film it's like a genre everything bagel and it's currently streaming on showtime and fubo tv and i'd like to welcome you to this very special episode Today, we're talking about a movie that's both mind-bending and heartwarming, like a hot dog wrapped in a hug. This movie takes us on a journey through multiple dimensions, exploring the depths of human experience and showing us that in a multiverse of possibilities, anything is possible, even making sense of a universe where someone has hot dog fingers. So, buckle up, grab an everything bagel, and let's dive into the cosmic adventure of a lifetime. And speaking of hot dog fingers, I'm here with my delicious co-hosts. And you know what they say about co-hosts with hot dog fingers? They're always up to something behind your back, but don't worry. I'm sure they're just relishing the opportunity to spice up the show. Howdy, gang. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Just talked about this. Jordan doesn't take direction. (laughs) <laughs> with us today is the provocative one mr devin schwartz oh the game is most certainly on indeed multi-dimensional and my good friend the incendiary james pepe it's me james and the qu- the real question is if you if you had hot dogs for fingers would you eat them <laughs> Uh, definitely, but how would you prepare them <laughs> yeah. is the real question. Oh, man. Yeah. Boil them. Microwave them. <laughs> grill them. Yeah, and you're right. That is the real question. Yeah, that is. It's in it, what it hurt. In, in the immortal words of Samwise Gamgee, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Wait, yeah, right. Oh, man. I love me a good mashed hot dog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hot dog fingers, precious? Yes, hot dog fingers. Hot dog preparation. <laughs> <laughs> and who else is with us? The irrepressible gentleman, Jim Scott, will not be joining us tonight due to a scheduling conflict. So not Hyatt Jim, but thankfully we have joining us the Enigma, handsome Jordan Allums. Hey, what's up? It's me, the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look how handsome he is. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, Mr. Handsome James Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's handsome now you get a handsome and you get a handsome oh, check under your chair everyone that's right <laughs> is there a jordan taped to the bottom of my chair <laughs> whoa <laughs> wow do i have to pay taxes on this jordan <laughs> unfortunately yes so oh, jordan no, uh, you that. only you only have 90 more days on your probationary period so hang in there and then you'll get your benefits will kick in <laughs> all the pretzels and cheese you can eat <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yes that's right yeah there's that excited guy all right so you can eat a lot he's a growing boy that's right he is i'm 29 <laughs> <laughs> exactly it, 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 the 20s are the new teens so you're still a teenager in my yeah, book. Right. all right guys let's kick off the show by checking today's headline All right. Uh, What did you find in the news today, Devin Schwartz? Yeah, I was perusing around. You know, this movie's uh, uh, in the news quite a bit lately. Um, 
a lot of, a lot of buzz. Uh, I found this. Everything Everywhere All at Once creators nominated for every award everywhere all at once. Begged by award committees not to use awarded trophies as props in their next film. Nope, they'd end <laughs> up in a butt. <laughs> Definitely, right? That smell's yeah. never going to come off. Yeah, for sure. Nice one. Okay. What did you find in the news today? Oh boy, James Pepe. <laughs> so... <laughs> I feel like I need see, for, from, if you might remember the last time recorded, we recorded, I said that I didn't much like this movie. So this is the headline I found. It's low hanging fruit. So just give me, cut me some slack here. Headline I found just said nothing, nowhere ever again. So really, I was convinced you were rewatching and discover how wrong you were the first time you watched I'm not, it. I'm not proud of this headline. It's just, it's all I can come up with. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, at least I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here. Those, were, those oh, yeah. are the noises I was making for two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. All right. You're going to have to defend your position, though. So, uh, yeah. yep. That's part of the show, too. You I can know. have opinions. You just have to defend them. I know you got that, though. We'll have a good discussion. But uh, we have one headline left. Jordan Allums, what did you find in the news? Uh, what I found was that uh, Disney has done it again. Ratatouille 2 takes everything about the first film to new dizzying heights while all at once putting James Hong everywhere he needs to be. <laughs> these are, these <laughs> are Jim like Well thought out. <laughs> oh yeah, Jim gives you the whole article. I mean, yeah. When the, <laughs> when the name of the movie is like six words long, yeah. They, they <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin. That, the correct answer was five words. You're so close. Oh God. Oh, I've already failed. <laughs> I, uh, bye guys. I, 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 know, I know. Yeah. Oh, you're out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, we need him back. Come back. We need someone to do the rundown. Uh, I ain't yeah. doing it. It is time to do the rundown. There's the rundown you asked for. I may have expanded some areas that you weren't prepared for. Great. But I think... Fax that to everyone on the distribution list. Um, sure. Do you want to look at it first? Do I need to? No. No, no, I just want to make sure... We have the same format. If your boss ever asks you if they need to look at something, the answer is always no. If they don't, yeah, that's the correct answer every time. What a good answer! Our, what a good question! What a good of, yeah, for work sure. Avoiding question: Do I need to? Yep. Right. <laughs> yep. So, uh, speaking of which, our boss Charles Miner just demanded a rundown and. Jim from the office just handed the dossier over to our very own Devin Schwartz. So let's see what Devin has for us on everything, everywhere, all at once. Take it away, Devin. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we got everything, everywhere, all at once. This is a 2022 film. Uh, many, many genres it fits into. Uh, IMDb simply calls it an action adventure comedy. Um, and as the original synopsis stated before the first trailer dropped, a woman tries to do her taxes. That's all you need to know about this film. Wow. <laughs> that was that was the original spoiler-free uh, synopsis they released to the press. Uh, the full synopsis, a middle-aged Chinese immigrant <laughs> is swept up, swept up into an insane adventure in which she alone 
could save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives she could have led. Uh, it has on IMDb an 8 out of 10, solidly. It's, it's one of their top-ranked movies, too. Damn! Yeah. And That's Rotten like an Tomatoes, A++. Plus plus. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes it scores a 95 on the Tomatometer, uh, certified fresh. <laughs> Well-pronounced, my friend. Yes, and 88% on the uh, audience. Mispronouncing that is one of my favorite <laughs> recurring <laughs> jokes on this show. Uh, makes me laugh every time. Uh, it stars, I was, it was directed by Daniels, as they call themselves, um, this directing duo, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schreiner, Schreinert? Schreiner? I'm going to have a lot of names here. So yeah, the Daniels, as they are known. Uh, That's another stars... recurring thing. It's not really a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's just something we're good at. Mispronunciating. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yep. It stars uh, Michelle Yao, uh, Stephanie Su, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Ki Hui Kwan, uh, his first major role in 20 years, notably, as was uh, talked about a lot when the film first released. His last major role being Indiana Jones. Not, not, not the character, the movie. Um, he, he, uh, what was his character's name? Short, Short Round. round. And also you. Data on the Goonies. Of course, yes. Um, I have not seen... Oh, well, I haven't seen... Uh, uh, Indiana Jones ever. I haven't seen Goonies in decades. So, yeah, forgive me. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but let's let's get let's get to what everyone's here for. A, a little rundown yeah. of recreation. That's definitely what they buy the tickets for. Yep. Uh, today we will be playing two truths and a lie which really should be it should be some truths and a lie because uh, none of these are three options but i'm going to read you a question and offer some answers one of them is false however and you just have to buzz in and tell me which one is not correct looking for wrong answers okay. only here people all right i love wrong answers only exactly some truths and a lie okay excellent yeah exactly. right uh all right question number one the titles for this film in some Asian countries translate to the following. In an instant, the, oh, sorry, A, in an instant, the entire universe. B, mystical woman warrior fucks up the universe. C, love kung fu and taxes. D, so fucking many universes. E, wild and unrestrained imagination. Ben, saw you first. I'm going to go with the last one. What was it D or E? Wild and unrestrained e, imagination. Wild and unrestrained imagination. That, that just sounds the most translating to me. Incorrect. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Well, I, I could, one can hope. It sounded translating, so well done. So there's only only one of those is wrong? Only one of them is wrong. But two of them have the word fuck in them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, can you read them again? Uh, oh, so instant, that was right. That one was, yes, that, that was one was one of the translations. A, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, See, I got the game exactly backwards. Excellent. I love you're, it. You're a pro at this. We all That's know. right. I am. Yep. Uh, a, in an instant, the entire universe. B, mystical woman warrior fucks up the universe. C, love kung fu and taxes. D, so fucking many universes. And then E, while well, the mystery Jordan, saw a bus. You guys were pretty close. Um, the love kung fu and taxes. That is correct. Oh, that, that was the correct what I was wrong answer. Say. 
That was the lie. Good Excellent. Job. Well done. Uh, well done. Uh, handsome and quick. Yeah, the two with the F bombs were actually double entendres in their countries. Uh, in uh, Hong uh, Kong, in Hong Kong, the the name translates to both Mystical Woman Warrior saves the universe and Mystical Woman Warrior fucks up the universe. Uh, and in um, clever Taiwan, uh, yeah, in Taiwan, it's Mom's multiple universes or so fucking many universes. Are the two <laughs> two ways to read the title. Well yeah, done, I, love, I love countries where yeah, I love I love uh, languages with with great double entendres like that, where somehow uh, what was saves e and fucks again? up. What was the, the one word. I guessed? Uh, wild and unrestrained imagination. That was in China. That was China's uh, title. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Thing. Boring. Uh, question Step number it up. two. Taiwan's got you beat. <laughs> As part of the promotion for this film, some alternate movie posters were created advertising fictional films based in the other universes. They were A. A Star is Born as a music biopic featuring singing Evelyn. B. Rocks, a documentary <laughs> featuring sentient rocks. C. Amour et Sauces, a French romance featuring lots of sausage. Uh, D, Pinky of Fury, a kung fu film, or E, Rakakuni, a mock Disney movie. Man, that's a tough one. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go for E. E, Rakakuni. Yeah, no, I, they did, in fact, make a fake Rakakuni title, oh, mocking wow. Disney. Else right, I'll take a swing. Yeah. Was it uh, the hot dog fingers one? Was it? Was that A? Uh, that was C. Amoire C. I can't pronounce French. Oh, God, there's uh, no is, way that that's it. They also no, made perfect. that one. Yeah. Also a real one. And Jordan. I'll have to go with rocks. Also a real one. Uh, the fake one there was A Star is Born featuring the singing Evelyn. Of they course. Did not make one featuring her. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought for sure they wouldn't risk a <laughs> lawsuit from Disney. <laughs> I, I didn't know, see right? any of these promotional things. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also a Fractured Personas, uh, which was a Chinese romance, which I don't know which alternate universe that featured, um, which is why I didn't include it. But it's probably kind of the one where they were in the alley together. Oh, yeah. probably. Well, that no, was, that was that, also Singing Evelyn, right? Or no, no, that was, no, that was an actress. But it was, yeah, but she was an actress. Was actress that was, she was. That one so was, no that points one was this round, right? No points. Well, maybe um, in another me... multiverse, I'm ahead, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> let me give a point to Jordan for the last one. I forgot. All right. Uh, next question, number three. In the scenes where we see a ton of multiversal Evelyns for a single frame, we see A, one where she is a bearded man, B, one where she is a baby, C, one where she is a bunch of grapes, and D, one where she is a marble statue. Oh, I saw Jordan first. Uh, marble statue. Marble statue was in there. Uh, that is the correct. Ben, what do you got? Can you reread him real quick? Yeah, a bearded man, a baby, a bunch of grapes, and a marble statue. I'll go with the bunch of grapes. That was also included. Pepe, you got a 50-50 chance. Is it a bearded I man or a I baby? I saw the bearded man. All right, I'm going to guess baby. That is correct. Correctly the wrong answer. Yay me. Okay. I did see uh, the bearded man. That confused me because there was there was a, a scene where she was wearing a baby outfit. And had yeah, she's wearing like a bonnet in one of them, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's not I thought I saw baby. that too. Okay. 
Alright. Uh, little tricksy uh, answer there. Very good, sir. Question <laughs> number four. In more of the scenes where we see multiversal Evelyns, we see <laughs> one where she is a tree, one where she is a nun, one where she is the Pope, and one where she is in a film being edited. Jordan. Pope. Correct. That's correct. Uh, answer. You got it. Yes. Stole my answer. Well done, These sir. ones are hard because it, it went by so fast. Yeah, there's so Did many. By so fast. Did, you, did you find like a list of these? Yeah, I found a, a YouTube video that slows it down. And so I saw this. This is the question that took me so long to create. Because okay. I had the idea and I was like, surely I could find like someone's like slideshow of every frame. But there was, that did not exist. I only found a YouTube one where they slowed it down. Really How times. many of those were there? Uh, like at least 30 or 40. There was quite a few. Um, and many of them were not repeated, which you would think they would be, but a lot of them were unique. There is, and the one where the film is being edited is, it is actually the VFX team uh, editing the film on Zoom. It's them in a Zoom call with the film edit editing window oh, open, wow. um, editing the movie. All right, uh, we have two more bonus questions. These Whoa, are- Where do the points scan? Oh, uh, there is, uh, oh man, I, I've been counting totals. Jordan has two, Pepe has one, I believe is where we are right now. Yeah, okay. And there's that one that was not answered. Yep. Uh, so these final two are gonna be some lies and the truth. You're only okay, looking for the right the answer. Um, all right, the first one, three lies and a truth. Which of these bits in the film began as a throwaway gag? A, Rakakuni. B, Hot Dog Fingers. C, Alpha Gong Gong. Or D, the Everything Bagel. Hey. I don't remember Alpha Gong Gong. Just the, the presence of the like of a Gong Gong that is like a, you know, Superhero. The Gong Gong, Gong, Gong was what they called the grandpa. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, he was in there. Uh, okay, shit. I'll just uh, pass it on to somebody else then. Jordan. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, which of these bits in the film began as a throwaway game? And it's Rakakuni, Hot Dog Fingers, Alpha Gong Gong, or the Everything Big. Oh, now I understand the question. Okay. Uh, yep. I would say the other thing, Bagel. Incorrect. If that's right, that would be wild. Can I answer again? Now I yeah, get it. <laughs> okay. The thing that started as the throwaway gag was Rakakuni. Incorrect. Also, what? apparently wow. an integral part of the film. Is this that's interpretive? Down to a 50 50. The hot dog <laughs> fingers is right? <laughs> I'm going to guess hot dog fingers. That is correct. Originally, Sorry, the hot dog yeah. fingers was just going to be one of those like flash universes where oh, you see I some didn't hot dog understand. fingers. And okay. it spiraled into a, it turned a into topic. a thing. It was now a confusing you question. You meant in the writing because, room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Because uh, they because were all throwaway gags. They, yeah. I mean, they, they were all gags. So I, well, I, turned I, into I, something. I understood the question. Though. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. I meant by throwaway gags. Like <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter now. All right. Final question. Let me give a point to Pepe and move on to the final question. All the points. <laughs> All right. This is truly two lies in the truth. Finally, we only have three options for us. Uh, this film took inspiration from the following. A, the 2010 film Everything. B, the video game. Wait, no, sorry. That's the other way around. The 20, sorry. The video game. Wait, okay. I've confused myself. The 2010 film Everything. The video game. No, I did it wrong again. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. The video game, everything. The 2010 film, everywhere. 
or the Whitney Houston song all at once. There we go. I did it right. I don't know what I am yet. <laughs> ben. D, the Matrix. Clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Two, um, no, two I'll, specific I'll answer, uh, Yeah, I'll answer A. Uh, oh, wait. Are we looking for the lie or the truth there? The, the truth. Now sure, I'm the, there's one of these that was actually inspired. Okay, then yeah. Then a, I'm, tra I'm tracking all the video, the video game. game, everything that is correct. Specifically, wow. the boulder scene uh, was, was said to be inspired by the video game, everything. All and right. my joke landed, so therefore I win. Yeah. <laughs> You did it, big guy. You got that's a question right. right. I got on the trivia. board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben's in second place this season. <laughs> oh, really? He's in second place? Yeah. You, uh, you have eight points, Pepe. He has seven. He's right behind you. Wow. Jesus. Right right look out. Heels. You guys that's thought right. my questions were hard. <laughs> <laughs> Devin's questions are like an SAT question. <laughs> the worst was, uh, what was it, Pepe, that you did the rotate? Oh, no, that was Devin, oh, too, wasn't it? What, who who no, did the no, Howl's no, Moving question? Howl's Moving, yeah, Howl's Moving yeah, question. I that was so much fun, even, come on. It, no, it was great. It was maybe my favorite game ever because of how funny it was, but I just couldn't yeah. track it while I was running the show, so that's my <laughs> excuse. That. I probably couldn't track oh, it even man. if I wasn't running the show. <laughs> you gave so many good. You gave so many good answers for those questions. Yeah, for those for those who may be listening, uh, yeah. go back and, and listen to our game from Hell's Moving Castle. That's pretty great. The, uh, Though the by our downloads, yeah. most of you already have heard that episode. So. <laughs> yeah. The Akira quiz. I feel like Jordan would have done great at. It. He probably would have swept it because you guys sucked at that one. Because it was my movie. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Jordan loves that. There you go. There you go. Jordan wants to become. Yeah, a that one gets a fat A for me. I love flesh. that movie. <laughs> yep. Look at him. All right. Just being, well, being not that. Tetsuo. Got it up. That was Pepe's joke from the headlines. It was I know. <laughs> It's one of my favorite headlines. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. I think that's the, the only dialogue in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Everyone got some points. Um, Let's see. What did I get a bonus point for being a bonus question, or are we did I just get on the board with uh, a point? Where did I? Where do we just, end up with just, our? Just one point. Okay, fair enough. Hey, that. I got on the board. I'm awarding any bonus point. So one, three, and two, I think, was where we ended up, right? Respectively. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, well done, Pepe. I think you won that cool. round, Excellent. and you're ahead by a point overall. Nice. Um, yep. but. Why don't we find out who's going to be ahead in the overall game by figuring out who done it? Yeah. Who done it? That's right. We've reached the segment where we guess and reveal who is responsible for this week's submission. When are the excuse me, winner with the most correct guesses at the end of the series will win a Who Dundee Award. And our current suspects include myself, Ben Mitchell, and audience choice. And so how we always kick this off is the reigning champion guesses first, and that would be Mr. Devin Schwartz. Who done it? Yeah, you know, I'm going to, continue with my theory that somehow every audience choice is submitted by Jordan. I think he's stuffing the ballot box. That's my <laughs> theory, at least. 
Um, but you have a bunch of different that, emails, Jordan. <laughs> given that, I know that uh, it's not his, so it's got to be yours, Ben. And I think that's you an interesting. Sitting. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Well, um, I don't like watching foreign films that uh, have subtitles, and that's what I thought this was before I watched it. So that definitely wasn't me. It was definitely <laughs> audience choice. But I did enjoy the movie very much, and we'll discuss that in the discussion. But uh, definitely my vote is for audience choice. James Pepe, who done it? Well, I think it's audience choice too. This doesn't really this doesn't strike me as a Ben movie. It's not it's not like particularly writerly. Um it's not in Ben's like preferred time time span. That's true. The late nineties, um, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go audience choice. Uh yeah. Okay. Audience two for audience choice, final, one final for answer. me. Final answer. All right, locking it in. Yeah. Mr. Jordan Allums, who done it? Uh I'm gonna go with Ben. I think you're pulling, trying to pull a fast one on us. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Fast and Furious. So that's two votes for me, <laughs> two votes for audience choice. Well, the thing is, Jordan, that I did actually done it. It was me. It hey. was my. It was my. <laughs> that is wow. correct. Son of a bitch. Yep. I <laughs> submitted it. <laughs> that means Jordan won the first fucking series he was on, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Basically, no one can catch up. <laughs> Came in with those fresh <laughs> eyes, you know. Jeez. Fresh, handsome eyes. Look at I guess him. I better update my score. Huh? All of us got, all of us <laughs> got yeah. uh, point. Please, everyone, update your scores. And so Jordan is in the lead with three points, and everyone else has one point. Uncatchable. <laughs> yeah, uncatchable Jordan Allums. I am yeah. Jordan Some Hussein fast, Bolt. Fast-witted. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. There you go. Well Jordan done. Hussein Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, guys, you guys are wow. sprinting. You guys are sprinting and I'm out for a jog. Yeah. I'm in the lead. I, I, the truth <laughs> is that I actually didn't have any idea what this movie was about. Uh, I thought it was like a straight-up philosophy movie. I thought it was a foreign film. And I thought it was subtitled before I watched it, but I did just happen to watch it because our very own Devin Schwartz recommended it. And uh, I did end up watching it, watched it with Kendra. And so I wasn't completely lying. There was a little truth to that, but it was my movie. So I didn't even want to watch this movie because of how fervently Devin recommended this movie. Jeez, dude, that's always a good sign of a movie not to watch. I wasn't like, oh, this movie looks stupid. I was just like, oh, my God, you want to stop talking about this damn movie? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's good. But yeah, I liked it. It was a good movie. All right. Well, check it out because I have to explain how it fits into this category. Top 10 anime portrayals. <laughs> I know, dude. Jeez. Dude, you do got some explaining to do. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, the category is movies important for our time. So, uh, that I immediately thought of this 
film. I don't, I guess Devin was going to submit it too, which is interesting that he, it wasn't available when you looked or something. You must've looked a little bit before or after I did or something. Um, Yeah. So my thoughts on this movie was that it is a really cool sci-fi movie um, that it mixes in uh, philosophy as well as a little shot of tonic for modern life where it does feel like we're kind of passengers in an out-of-control vehicle that just kind of careens from one event to another with just no end in sight, and it kind of addresses that feeling. It brings up stuff like uh, the multiverse, which somehow stands out in an era where multiverses have become all too common. had an interesting take, and it was funny. And so I kind of it just kind of hit on everything, and it's a contemporary movie, which may have been... Yeah you know, kind of a, an important thing. So I'm calling it the hot dog finger soup for the soul. That's, that's my take on the movie. <laughs> and that's why I chose it. And that's why I think it fits movies important for our time. So I had seen it once before, watched it with my wife, the movie came up or the category came up and I submitted it for that. So this was my second time watching it. And I wasn't sure if it would stand up or not, especially based on how much Pepe had uh, scorn for it. I was like, well, maybe I'm going to watch this again and like, you know, see something that I hate about it. But now I fucking loved it. I, I, I really enjoyed the second watching of it this week. And uh, that's kind of my 20,000 feet. We can get into the nitty gritty. But Devin, I know you've seen it before, so you can you can say kind of how your new viewing went and your 20K. Uh, yeah, so I originally watched this in theaters. I got to it kind of late, if I recall, and I had to watch it in um, what is our like local bad, like kind of crappy theater. It was the Runner Park Theater for local people, but it's the yeah, it's like the the worst theater near us. <laughs> um, but uh, and also only watch it with one other person in the theater with me, this older oh, woman. Wow. Uh, yeah, probably in her like sixties. <laughs> Did you uh, sit in every seat everywhere like, all at once? Oh, of course. Yeah. Did you sit right yes, next good. to her? Well done. That no, I think that was the move. Oh man, that would have been. Um, you either, yeah. yeah, that would have either worked out or you would have been escorted out as a as a TV <laughs> <jerk. laughs> Yeah, you would have made best friends with her by the end of that movie. It, it, probably. I do. Uh, I do think it would have been better with a larger uh, audience. Of course, with any any kind of comedy or like bombastic movie like this, uh, is always a little better with a bigger audience. But uh, yeah, still, yeah, I enjoyed. Sense. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I thought it was incredible. And then uh, it really retro or not retroactively, I guess it, it really set me in a, in a bad place for the uh, Dr. Strange movie that came out a month later, Multiverse of Madness, because I find Marvel's multiverse so lackluster in comparison to the multiverse presented in this film. And uh, it really like showed how to do an interesting, cool multiverse movie uh, before Marvel had even started with that stuff. Uh, or, or was just starting, I guess, with Spider-Man. Um, I'll, so, I'll jump in here. I agree that yeah. they did it better with Marvel with probably about a tenth of the budget. Exactly, yeah. They made this movie in like 30 days on a shoestring budget, and it's like way more impressive of a like exploration of the idea there of was, multiverse than... There, I saw a fact where there was only nine people that worked on the VFX for this. Nine. Yeah, and none of no. them were professionals. None of them went to college at all. They were all self-taught on YouTube. Wow. Uh, and two of the nine people were the directors of the movie who were not a few artists at all. Um, yeah, it's I did it's, that on my first uh, project, too. It's like we got to learn how to paint some lightsabers for this fan film. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I can res- respect for that for that indie can do this. 
cool. Um, so you yeah, enjoyed yeah, this viewing? I enjoyed it a too, lot. Or? I, yeah, I watched it with my mom. It was her, her first time watching it. Uh, it's oh, very much not her type of movie, but she still enjoyed it. She said it's probably not a movie she would watch again, but she enjoyed it. Thought it was uh, very existential and interesting. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. James Pepe. We know you've seen it before because of your reaction and <laughs> literally bashing your head on the, the microphone last session when it got yeah, called out yeah. as coming up. So uh, how was your watch this time to maybe tell us about your first watch and your second watch and your 20K? Yeah, so when this, so I was super excited for this movie when it came out um, and I was, I saw this movie in, in the theaters, um, uh, was super excited to see it and um, just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I have like good, well, I, I can say some things about why I don't like it, but I, I'm not sure that I have like real good justifiable reasons. I just, it just doesn't, it just bounces right off me for some reason. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know why. Um, we'll explore. I have one questions. thing I do remember, one thing I do remember um, in my, from my first watch is that there was a guy uh, in the theater who was sitting like, some, somewhere like in my peripheral vision. And I got the sense that he wasn't liking it too much either. And the first, and when the fake credits rolled, he like got up and left. And then when he saw that the movie was still like going, he came back and sat down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, that didn't make you like the movie more for, for <laughs> getting one over on him? No, it, it made me think, I wish I had could just do that now. <laughs> I wish, yeah. Anyway, wow, wow, man! Um, I can't believe you didn't like this movie. Well, I really don't like this movie. Uh, so my, well, my, I can't wait so to this talk the, about it though. That's that's the other thing. So because yeah, you don't like is, it, it's making me more interested <laughs> in talking to you about it. So, so this is my second watch. Um, I wouldn't. I would say that it was probably a little bit better because I knew what I was getting into, and I wasn't. Okay. I Not wasn't like me being with November. let down from higher expectations. Yeah, um, yeah, right, I, yeah. You know. So um, your expectations yeah. must have been just sky high or something. I, I, I know we need to talk to Jordan first, but um, you really, really were looking forward to this, and it just was a different movie than you thought it would be? Because sometimes that just well, ruins yeah. movies for people. Yeah, I mean, I most of the time I... Most of the time, I try to go into movies pretty cold. I do watch trailers and stuff, but I don't... All I knew was... I, like, I think all I knew about this movie, because they were keeping it pretty under wrap, pretty well under wraps, is yeah, that Yeah, they did that was, with The Matrix, too. Yeah, I mean, when a movie like this comes out, I get excited for it, because it's not, like, your bog-standard movie, you know? Like, so when, oh, when yeah, movies yeah. come out... I can see better, why. Yeah, yeah. So when movies come out that are like different and like not your sort of standard fare, I get excited for them and I make a point to go and see them in a theater because I'm because I want to see them, you know. Yeah, that's um, why I would have so thought you would love this the most of all, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just as the movie went along, I just kind of got less and less interested in it and was just kind of and. and all right. Yeah. So anyway. Gather your thoughts. Yeah. We'll we'll shoot over to Jordan, and then we'll we'll get into the likes and dislikes and stuff. So, yeah. Jordan, 
had you seen this before? And what did you think overall of your watch, uh, uh, this watch, if you had seen it before? I have not seen this before. I just watched it today, like two hours before we started, because um, I wanted it to be like, really fresh in my mind. Cool, um, cool. Thank you. It was a really interesting movie. Um, I didn't really like had have a desire to watch it. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was a good movie. Everybody loved it, but I just wasn't like, oh, I want to sit down and watch this movie. But yeah, I'm glad that we picked it. Um, because it gave me the opportunity to watch it. It was really interesting. Uh, what Devin yes. said about the when for the, the multiverse. What Devin said about the it handling the multiverse better than Marvel. I agree and disagree. I think it, it did a better job showing her in other universes. But what I didn't like the uh, the fast paced uh, scene where it, like showed her in a whole bunch of different universes really fast that we did for a rundown. Um, Compared to like Marvels, where Doctor Strange and uh, America Chavez were falling through the different multiverses, I thought that was more creative. Just showing them all these different weird universes and shapes and blah blah blah. I thought that was a better visual effect. Um, what I really liked about this movie was how it spotlighted um, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Ki uh, Hui Kwan, who you know we haven't seen in a long, long time, and they're yeah, they're welcome so, back. They were yeah, they're so good. He is so good. And she definitely deserves everything that she's getting, um, you know, because she's always been she's been around for a long time. She's always get, gets put in movies where she's kind of like pushed to the side. And it's mm -hmm. just great to see mm -hmm. two um, Asian actors who are in like in this like uh, interesting kind of film. That's not like specifically like an Eastern kind of film. It's mm -hmm. just interesting to see them in, in this different light and have their uh, their talents on showcase. Um, I really loved the, the basic plot that was just this uh, struggling family and this laundromat and the, and the divorce and the taxes. Like, I wanted to watch that movie. <laughs> that movie. That movie was really interesting. The multiverse stuff, that's okay. But, like, just that basic core plot is really strong. And I thought well, it was, it was, it was so interesting. I thought it was a good way to ground the movie because it did definitely felt like a very real struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, in the, in the same way that Devin's choice felt very real, it was kind of similar in that, in that regard, I think, um, well, let's so introduce multiverse, which was, uh, what, what was yours again, Devin? I'm sorry. Uh, it's the name is escaping your choice. Which the, the Will Smith movie. Oh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. Pursuit thank of you. Happiness. It was just eluding my tongue there for a second. Yeah. The Pursuit of Happiness felt, was very grounded and, and felt very real. This movie, uh, felt grounded in the same way. One of the things I think is so great about this film is that you really you do in in a way get to see that entire movie about them struggling with taxes. It's just like intercut with all of the other stuff going yeah. on. Every time she goes to that one universe where they're like having the party, it's like the end. It's like that plot playing out, but just in, mm -hmm. in snippets. So you get the best of both worlds. I also like how it's still running. She's just kind of focused elsewhere, but she's still there at the same time experiencing yeah. that all. Mm -hmm. That that was an interesting concept. So I thought that. See, like that was interesting and novel. I don't think that's, I don't think I've seen anything quite done that way before, but I also, the the way they portrayed the multiverse is more in line with how I imagine it to really be if it's a real thing. Experiencing it all at once. Yeah. Um, well, not so much that, but just how there's like these little changes as he explained it, that like the further out you go, the more different, the, the different choices. Because, 
I mean, that is in line with how I've heard it um, laid out by physicists and such in like, you know, science documentaries that I've watched that discuss the multiverse. That, it, that it's split off by, you know, different choices that happen and uh, probably minute differences that eventually become larger the further away you move. That sort of thing. And they use uh, fancy words like superposition, which I re respect. Um, really quickly, I wanted to, because uh, Jordan mentioned something that made me think of this, and uh, before we get too far away from the rundown, I forgot awards, which is like the whole reason this movie is in the news oh right God. now yeah. and why this yeah. episode is timely. Uh, this okay. movie has won and been nominated for a huge slew of things uh, at the Oscars, yeah, which haven't happened as we record this. We, we have not seen the Oscars when it comes out. They will have happened, mm -hmm. so we, we won't know mm -hmm. now what they won. But they are nominated for Best Original Screenplay for the Daniels, uh, Best Achievement in Music Written for a Motion Picture. They got two of those for two different songs in the film. Best Motion nice. Picture of the Year. Uh, best Achievement in Directing. Best Performance by an Actress uh, for Michelle Yeoh. Best Performance by an Actress well in a Supporting Michelle Role. Yeoh for both Stephanie Sue and Jim, Jamie Lee Curtis, best mm -hmm. actor in a supporting role for Hikui Kwan and uh, best achievement in costume design and best achievement in film editing. All of the Oscars. It's, uh, it's one of the, it's the most nominated movie of all time. It beat return of the King, which was the previous most nominated wow. movie of all time. Um, and might nice. be the most awarded movie of all time by the end of the Oscars. Uh, we shall see. It won, it won the BAFTA for best editing and got nominated for a ton of other stuff. It won the SAG for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor for Kiki Kwan. He got Kiki Kwan. Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor for Michelle Yeoh. Outstanding Performance by a Cast. Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor for Jimmy Lee Curtis. And uh, Stephanie Sue was nominated but did not win, which is a travesty. Um, and a bunch of other stuff, smaller ones, but the BAFTAs and the SAGs are obviously the ones people talk about most. Uh, so yeah, huge, huge props for this movie already. Well, those award statues are definitely going to get into the inevitable sequel. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll ring it up once in this universe, but you know, in every other universe in the multiverse, it's going to ring it up enough times to cover all the awards that it either will win or is nominated for. So here's your ring up. Yeah. So many rings. You just have to hear with multiverse hearing. So thank you. Uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh is uh, excellent. And it, I don't, nobody has watched or likes Star Trek Discovery, but she is definitely the best part of that show as well. If anyone has seen it. Uh, I loved her in a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Hell yeah. Hopefully that movie comes up in our, on our show at some point. That would be great. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in a long time too, so it's due for rewatch. I think um, on the Criterion Channel they just put up a bunch of her Eastern Eastern movies. So if you want to go see her, be like a total like martial arts badass, um, you can go watch a bunch of her movies. Uh, yeah, she used on to be Criterion a, Channel. She used to be in a lot of um, Hong Kong cinema stuff. Yeah, which which is another thing I liked about this movie is how they got meta with she was basically in her movie as her the actor when she yeah. summoned the kung fu as she was tapping into her in our universe mm -hmm. it's just a wonderful thing i don't know if that whole if the if that's how she got into kung fu and how she started training where she was uh victimized and then i don't i probably didn't go down like that but i thought it was a good bridge into tapping into her in this universe very clever uh jamie lee curtis was playing a role that we've not seen her play before that she did a very fun job at and was Jamie got to Lee be Curtis really 
part of this movie. She, yeah, she got to be really dynamic within this character even, and you know, got to play it many different ways and, and a, a big range of emotions. I really enjoyed that as well. But then again, everyone did. Every single person in this movie basically got to play very different versions of of their character. Um, so that's it's really cool. There was not really a role that wasn't fun for the actors as well. It gave them all something uh, hot dog finger delicious to chew on. So I, I can appreciate that too. Just give it up for James Hong. He's still still doing, still giving us the, the best he can. Yeah, ninety yeah, 90, 90 <laughs> years sure. old this year. Yeah, uh, ridiculous. Wow, he's a doesn't look a day over he's, sixty. He's a Hollywood staple. Oh yeah, his voice. Totally. As soon as I hear his voice uh-huh. in anything, it's like, oh, yeah, he's such yeah, an iconic for voice. Sure. Yeah, he's great. Where do you guys know him from? You know, Big Trouble. Little Everything. I just, I thought I heard you guys. I like, I thought I heard you say something that I didn't know him from, but yeah, Kung Fu Panda. Obviously. Yeah, he's in so many things. I, I no, no, I know. Yeah. He's a worker. He's in. Yeah, he's, he's in the he's upcoming there. Gremlins TV series. It's <laughs> awesome. Excellent, as he sh- as well he should Great. be, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, can I just throw out a scene that I really, really enjoyed, and it was during the climax, so you know, I roll, of course. But when she was like, "Oh, I figured out how to fight like she does," and then she was just kind of like her way of doing it was to give everyone what they wanted. But my favorite part was the guy that she knew that wanted to be paddled and, and like put yeah. the ball in his mouth and gave him a spanking and that did it for him. The other guy, she kind of <laughs> like d- she did the neck break trope, but instead of breaking his neck, she kind of fixed him like chiropractic yeah. style. It was, it was such a wonderful way to like flip that on its head. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I mean, it might be getting ahead of ourselves here, but I just this this film's very specific view of nihilism and sort of like the main i would say the main theme of the film uh, is like these two ways that um both joy and uh, evelyn view nihilism that that joy sees that everything like nothing matters basically she realizes nothing matters and decides like let's just destroy it all or or at least destroy herself uh because if nothing matters why does my life matter you know and that's very much mm-hmm. how a depressed, a clearly depressed teenager would view the, a, a realization like that, a sort of nihilistic uh, enlightenment like she went through. And mm-hmm. uh, Evelyn goes through the same thing. She, you know, the, the film is not trying to go out against nihilism. Evelyn is very much still a nihilistic character when she has the same realization. But she makes the choice that if nothing matters, why not like bring joy into the world, basically? So her nihilistic enlightenment, her nihilistic realization is that if nothing matters, why not be kind to each other? Basically, like why not have each other? Because uh, that's that's all we've got. Nothing really matters. And uh, they didn't have. They could have very easily just had Evelyn be like, no, you know, everything does matter. You know, screw you, Joy. But like, it's very much like, yeah, nothing fucking matters. Let's just enjoy the time we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. I also like that that bigger multiverse plot was basically just mirroring the smaller plot of what the characters were going through as well. I guess yeah. almost it strikes me as almost like a Wizard of Oz type of deal where you're just like adding this kind of like fantastical layer on top of everyday problems. Um, so yeah. it was just, you know, extrapolated from that in an interesting way. Um, so, you know, we have the philosophy, we have the Jamie Lee Curtis, we have some interesting stuff. 
James Pepe, have I given you enough time to kind of gather your thoughts and and kind of try to figure out? Let's do a little therapy here. Figure out yeah, what throw, throw a wet blanket in this conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I'm yeah, more yeah. curious. Like, what you know? Let's figure it out. What 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 sat wrong with you? What struck you wrong? What bored you about it? What disappointed you? Have you figured that what out? Did James, what did James Hong do to you? Uh, <laughs> What a gong gong duty. Show me where on the multiverse rock did James Hong hong you. Gong gong can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, I have thought about it a little bit, and I've been thinking about it for the last few days. Um, Good, good. so, So number one, this movie does one of my, like commits one of my pet peeves about movies, which is a family that has problems. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a kind of generalization. I know that there's more to what's going on in this movie, but so it's at least a species of this trope that I find that happens often. A family Mm -hmm. that has problems that could be solved by like sitting down and having a, a conversation with each other, but they refuse to. So that, that just sort of like, it just gets under my skin because it's just like, okay, you just need to like, just slow down a minute. Like this movie has a frantic pace and I understand why. And it starts like you start in media res, right? And you're just like at 11 at the beginning of this movie. But like everybody's at cross purposes. And if they just sat down and talked about it, you would one, you wouldn't have a movie, but two, like you would solve your problems. Uh, the problem can I, it seems to me. Can I jump in here? Because I have a similar, yeah, I, sure. not, maybe this is the same thing you're saying, and maybe it's not. So this is more for clarification. What I yeah. don't like is the trope where they just withhold that one word that would clarify fucking everything, and they don't yeah, say yeah. that word for some fucking reason. Um, but maybe that's different than what you're talking about. Because it sounds no, like what you're talking about, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, is that if people sat down and talked it out, they could hash out their problems. But that, to me, that is something that, actually reflects reality where the whole i'm not going to say this one word that would make sense that would like give context to what i'm actually saying here uh, that would fix everything so is it is it what i'm saying or is it what i was thinking you were saying well it's a, i think i think what you're saying is like a subspecies of what i'm saying because that okay. happens too i yeah that really but does bother like, me yeah i think i think there are movies where the characters are like you like you would understand why the characters in this movie can't solve their problems by sitting down and talking to one another about it because they as characters would not do that thing right but the people in this movie are portrayed as being more or less rational thoughtful normal real people right and so if like they could carve out a slice of their busy lives to sit down for 10 minutes and be like, this is what's bothering me. This is what's bothering me. This is the things that I need to get done. These are the things that I need to get done. This is the way you can help me do those things. You know, like if they just did that, then a lot of their problems would be solved. But again, I understand that like, then there wouldn't be a movie, right? Like I, I grant you that. If I might though, I mean, I do sure. have those conversations in my mind, but in reality, right. I don't tend to sit down with my family and hash these things out. 
Is that right, yeah. is it is that the way you do things in your family or with your friends? Do you actually sit down and have these conversations? Because uh, in my experience, that that really does reflect reality. Where even when she wanted, like, hey, I have something to say to you, like in the act one, you know, and then she says you're gaining weight, and she just like kind of backs off. Yeah, like, right. That that actually, I feel like that does more or less reflect what I experience in reality. As frustrating as that yeah. is. I feel like it's less of a trope and more of a reflection of my experience. So does that yeah, I know. smack true for you? Or is yeah, that... Yeah, I can see... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. What were you, what were you trying to... Well, I feel like what they're trying to convey is that sometimes you're afraid to say things that you that are on your mind. Right, yeah. You're afraid of the outcome. Like, they're afraid to tell Gong Gong about the girlfriend, but once they do, he is accepting. But, right. you know, yeah. sometimes it takes those extraordinary measures to get the message across. Sometimes you can't just sit down and say it because it's just it's it's so hard to get it out, you know, and you just need those extraordinary measures to let your emotions run and stuff like that. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I think I think so. I agree with what you guys are saying that, like, there is like this, like, Ben, what you're saying is like, yeah, there 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 are problems that can be solved if everybody just sort of sat down and level-headedly talked it out and otherwise reasonable people don't always do that. Right. Um, but in this movie, this movie sort of gave me the feeling of like watching my parents try to use the computer. It's just like, just get out of the way and let me fix this for you. Like, just let me do it, you know? And, and so that's the kind of like, that's that's the sort of like feeling that this movie gives me is just like look i understand like i have the sort of god's eye view of what's going on and i could sort this out for you but since i can't do it for you i have to watch you frustratingly not work it out um and so that's sort of that's maybe that's a better way of trying to explain what i what i what the way this movie makes me feel yeah frustrating well, yeah, what yeah. I would say is is obviously like if you're, it's your pet peeve, that's your pet peeve. But um, how I interpret that part of the film, which obviously like I think that's one of the emotions that they are very intentionally trying to evoke is a sort of frustration at, at the choices that these characters are making. And how I see it is like miscommunication is a big theme in the movie. Um, us Gaijin might not notice, but I read in the, the trivia that uh, they that Michelle or the, the Evelyn actually is speaking two different or three different languages in this movie. She is speaking to her father, Cantonese, or no, Mandarin, to her father. And to uh, her husband, she speaks Cantonese. And then she's speaking English to Evelyn. So it's it's very much setting up this, like, she communicates with different people very differently. She, she does not talk to her dad the same way she talks to her husband, the same way she talks to her daughter. And uh, every time the other characters, who are more rational than she is, try to have a conversation with her, like, like, uh, Joy is saying at the beginning of the movie, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. And she's like, later, later, we don't have time, later, later. And uh, same thing with her husband and trying to talk to her about the divorce. These people are trying to have that rational conversation with her that you want to see. And uh, Evelyn specifically is putting her hand up and saying, no, I don't want to talk about it. And it's very much that sort of like therapist thing of like, you're the only one standing in the way of your own happiness. Like Evelyn is very much the only roadblock to her own happiness because everyone around her is trying to have her sit down and have that conversation. She is yeah. also getting pulled in many different directions while well, yeah. trying to talk to her. Yeah. yeah. Not the best and timing. I, I think one of the reasons why, like, and again, like I understand why they do this in, in the movie, but like 
oftentimes when movies do a similar type of thing and it works for me is when you get a little bit of a like you get a little bit of a lead in you get a little bit of like okay i under like you've given me 10 minutes where i get to know these characters and i understand why they're in this situation that they're in why they don't want to do these things and you do get some of that right like they do they do sort of like you sort of immediately understand why they don't want to tell grandpa that their daughter's gay and all in like something like that right but like why this couple that's been seemingly like hap like pretty happily and more or less functionally married for so long like hasn't learned yet that like t just talk to you know like i don't know man that's so that's anyway that's one of the things that i don't like if i might i mean I disagree maybe with the idea that it's a trope, but I get the feeling of frustration no matter where it comes from. Uh, there was one of these things that stuck with me back when I was in animation school where we were talking about like plotting gags, you know, and um, the Warner animators rightfully called out Disney for this thing that they, their, that their gags were basically just a, all they would do is do like gags re, uh, result uh, revolving around frustration. Like that was their whole milieu. Uh, like Pluto getting stuck on a fly trap and trying to get it off his paw for 10 minutes or Goofy getting stuck in a dresser drawer and he can't get out or like Donald trying to stuff gears back into a broken clock rather than what they were doing over at Warner with bugs and like, which is actually funny, you know, and creative. Yeah, right. um, and so I get why the frustration thing could get old wherever that crops up from. Um, but I I just feel like with with myself and my own experience, that that frantic pace lifestyle where you just can't even take a second to catch a breath is just absolutely reflective of the times in which we now find ourselves for better or for worse. And so I feel like it captured that in kind of the slice of life way that frustrating or not just struck me as as being real um do you agree with that sense at least that it that it kind of captured what's kind of going on in the world yeah i mean i i think that there are, so i'll say yes i think that there are a lot of families uh you know in america right now who are like in the situation that these people are in right they're like they're they're like on a shoestring budget, right? They're just barely getting by. They're like, they're so stressed out because like if they have to go to the fucking doctor, they're going to go bankrupt, you know, right? I, like, I think that's real, you know? Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's like, it's, it was frustrating to me, and I think in a way that the movie didn't intend me to be frustrated because I don't think it intended me. So again, this is me. This is me talking about what I think the movie is supposed to be doing to me, right? So I don't think. I don't think the. So like, I I think you're probably right that um, this movie is supposed to perhaps induce frustration in you, but I don't know that it was doing it. I don't know that the feeling of frustration was the sort of like type that it was. I don't know, intending to 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 give me. You, um, you certainly weren't enjoying the experience, but when the kind of fantastical elements were introduced, 
were you feeling like jaded and eye rolling or were you like enjoying the ride at all? Or cause it seems like you really had a deep dislike of the movie. So I'm kind of curious, like take yourself back into the theater for a second and, and go through where it went wrong. Uh, cause you know, I always yeah. want to learn, like learn from everyone's experience and see where, if there is something valuable I can take away and not make the same mistake, you know? Yeah. So the, so the other two, so like, I think that the, there's two more things I think that I could articulate well about this movie Great. that I didn't really okay. like. And yeah. one of them is, is has to do with what you just talked about. So the thing that like, so these action scenes are, um, they're obviously well done, right? But the the part about them that I don't like is that, and sort of fell flat for me, is that I didn't understand uh, how they were in the serve in the service of what of the greater purpose of the movie, right? And so that 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 was something that I didn't. That was that was a way in which they didn't grab me. Right. So because I didn't it was just it to me it just seemed like a spectacle get specific sake. Let's let's go specific. So first fight, he does he puts the earpieces on and he unfurls his fanny pack and uses it as a weapon, kung fu style. And so that what just felt what, like out of left field, not didn't have a place, didn't didn't make sense as to why he was doing it. Well, I mean, it, when the, when I watched the movie the first time, I obviously I didn't know what the movie was about, and so like I was sort of I was just sort of like these action scenes are good. I'm enjoying them for action scenes, you know. But as as they went on, and as sort of like what the movie was about became clear, okay, they became less and less. To me, it became it became clear to me that these action scenes became less and less important to the point of the movie. And then they just sort of became, I don't know, like uninteresting at that point because they're not, they're not, they weren't in service to the greater whole of the movie. They became because of the rules of the multiverse, perhaps like, because the nihilistic philosophy behind the idea that if, if like, if nothing matters, then maybe the action scenes don't matter in the sense of the way that world worked, you know, is that what you're, is that kind of where you're aiming? Well, I mean, I, I, like, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like if we're talking, uh, if we're living in a universe or a multiverse where nothing really matters, then maybe at some point you would question whether or not the action scenes were anything, but uh, like, you know, fun, uh, you know, ribbons around the present or icing on the cake type of thing, but maybe not necessary. Yeah, no, that's not what I mean. So like, I think, I think at the, so like the core of this movie is, it seems to me, there are other things going on, but I think the sort of like the new goody center of this movie has to do with um, Evelyn and Joy's relationship. That seems to be the, at the core of the movie, right? Um, and them sort of coming to terms with why their relationship is the way it is and what the state of their relationship is going to be going forward. That seems to me to be the sort of core of the movie. Now, I mean, we can talk about it if, that, if, that, if you guys disagree. 
Um, but, I agree that that's the core of her central character conflict in a way. If I can throw in that, I think that if I'm going to um, kind of take your stance of what the movie wanted us to take away, I think it was kind of urging us to maybe slow down and be present in our own lives rather than trying to get lost and fantasizing about unfulfilled possibilities that what might have been maybe. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's kind of what I put in my pocket. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't I buy but that. That too. was part of her character conflict was that, yeah, she needs to make her relationships work more or less. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I could, so like, yeah, like Evelyn's character, like sort of like taking stock of her life, like, and, thinking yes. about how her life could have been different had she made different decisions. I think that's a great setup for doing things um, like, or, or ha having, having scenes in alternate universes, right? All those scenes were like interesting and they, it, like why they were occurring made sense to me. Less so the hot dog fingers universe, but more the like universes where she was a movie star and, or a singer and all the, like those, those are the ones that made more sense to me. Um, what this like, like, um, like what all of those action set pieces though had to do with those other two things and all of the sort of like lore they built up around it with like alpha verse and fucking robo gong gong and like all of that, all of the, all of the support and scaffolding of that stuff to support these huge action set scenes seemed to me to be so disconnected from the main sort of like one or two things that this movie was trying to do that when I, when I watch it, I'm just like, what the fuck does any of this have to do with the like story that this movie's trying to tell me? Um, so that's why, that's why the, that's why like a lot of those action scenes to me seem like totally disconnected from, the main through line, like the core of the movie. Okay. That's, that makes sense. That's a fair point. Um, okay, I'll, I'll put it in my word, sense. but I'll go to, I'll go to maybe Devin or, or Jordan, but um, I will say that the, I really, the hot dog fingers and like turning into the rock and the pinata were some of my favorite parts. Well, the uh, rock one was a good one. I'll agree with you that the rock one was a good one because that's, okay. because I was curious about that, that specifically. And that, thought that was dumb or you thought that was interesting. No, because in that, like, that is, that is speaking to what's at the core of the movie. It's when those two characters, like, it's like this, it's like what I was asking for, right? Those two characters sit down and fucking talk to one another. They, if they have to become rocks on a cliff where there's no other life on the planet, like, that's great. That's a cool way of getting them to have a conversation. And that was a meaningful scene to, like, it, it moved the story. It, it it served what the movie was trying to do, I think. Okay. So, I like so maybe that maybe what we're talking about is you felt that it was an incongruous mashup when you uh, shoehorn in your in your maybe in your idea that there was shoehorning yeah. the kung fu into something like that. Yeah. Am I getting I think, closer yes. to what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Devin, Jordan, thoughts. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is a they both have thoughts that's great yeah, yeah uh, Michelle Yeoh is a martial artist and they want to show off her 
what she does. That's what she does. Yeah. yeah. Did you find no, it incongruous to what Pepe is saying? It that was, it was shoehorned no, it, in. It, I don't think it was shoehorned in because I think the movie was. It was a part of the movie's DNA that is it is a it is supposed to be kind of like a Hong Kong action movie, like kind of like that, like Kung Fu movie is in the DNA. It's not shoehorned in. It's just a part of the movie. It's a, it's a part of the story. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I think this this complaint, like if you if you take a step back from virtually any movie i feel like you could leverage this complaint at it that like there's an element of any movie that is shoehorned in to to represent the plot it's like i mean it's like do you have a specific example you can sure like like the kratz in november like you could have told that story without the kratz but they're in there and it's like it's like a weird thing that's also included in there and it's like every movie has the weird thing which are the, the action thing or the like fantastical thing, which helps you to it, it facilitates the telling of the human story, which is in virtually every movie. There's a human what about story. The Matrix? There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the entire matrix is, is like a metaphor. You know, if you, if you um, go by what the directors say, it's a metaphor for transness, like, uh, and the, the entire film is about that and about like, living in a world where you don't belong and, and waking up to the real you, which is you know, very much like a trans metaphor. Um, it's action, unclear people action have... stuff was, was the yeah. matrix did the matrix shoe Pepe did the matrix shoehorn Kung Fu into that movie or how was it different? And you don't have to answer right away. Give it some thought if you like. Um, but yeah, I see the, I see the gears turning. Um, no, it's not, it's about, re- it's about rebelling against the libs. <laughs> <laughs> Take the red pill. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, but yikes! They don't even um, I do want to say. I do want to say um, that this movie reminded me a lot of <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, and the really? reason why. Oh my God! Okay, it on me. The divorce part, where it's kind of like oh, okay. the reverse. Okay. So right. in Mrs. Doubtfire, Sally Field, she wants a divorce from Robin Williams because he doesn't take anything seriously. He's he's the fun he's the fun parent and then she's the bad parent. She's got to clean up, and this reminded me of this movie uh, because it's like uh, Michelle Yeoh. She's the serious one, and she's not right. being in the moment. She's not being in the moment with her husband, Ki uh, Hui uh, Kwan, and he wants to divorce. But he's the silly one. You know, he's the fun one, and he's asking for the divorce because she's not relaxing in a way and. He wants, he, he justifies giving her the divorce papers, saying that it's, it's supposed to open up dialogue. It's not supposed to be the end. It's supposed to get her attention. So that's just how it reminded me of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire a little bit. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think you were going to be able to bridge that for me, but you gone done did it. Well done. <laughs> Pepe's still thinking. All right, let's talk about. Let's, yeah, yeah, Pepe, tell us no, how no, you. No, no, it doesn't food. have to be. Just wait, jump in when if you've kind of processed what we were saying well, about. No, it. I mean, well, this. I mean, I feel like I feel like this is a good question for you, Ben. I mean, you might be yeah, able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, go for it. You you might be able to speak to this like more so than I am, but like in the little bit of like, so in in philosophical writing, and mm-hmm. this I think is true in like. Uh, creative writing and, and other 
sort of creative endeavors too. In in philosophical writing, everything that you, every sort of like sentence or every paragraph needs to be moving the reader along towards the eventual conclusion that you want to get to, right? When you start reading like, like um, when you read like um, great authors, you get, you, you begin to get the sense that like, oh, every single word of this was picked intentionally. There is no, yes. Like an essay or like, like a philosophical, like a, like, like Nietzsche, like reading a book by him or something. Is that what you mean? When you say philosophical writing? Yeah. I mean, well, no, I mean like if I'm writing a philosophical essay, my job is to like, okay is to like distill down what I have thought into. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it's almost a game. It's like, how, it how is, can it I does get feel this like that. point yeah, across in as few words as possible? How can I be as succinct, yes. succinct as possible? But yes. also in creative writing, in novels, when you read like great novelists and great poets, you, you, you begin to get the sense that like every single one of these sentences was agonized over and was placed intentionally, right? It's, mm-hmm. It all is serving a purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and that's what I drives think, us writers guess, to drink. Yeah, I mean, I guess that not my me. Guess all those other that's writers. True. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess that would be true, and it sounds like you're agreeing in in I movie am. making and script writing and oh, things like that too. No, no. But oh, okay. go ahead and finish your question, or if you feel like you have, I can jump in because I do have some thoughts on this. Yeah. So like that's so that's that would be my that that was the disconnect for me is like I don't okay. see I like. This movie could be so, further distilled and some of this taken out and it would be, in my opinion, better for it. Maybe, but I'll just speak in more of a general sense and maybe that sure. will speak to your question. So when you read an essay, you're probably someone who is seeking out that kind of knowledge and that kind of experience. Um, if you want to get some of those complex ideas across and and too much more general audience, you're going to need some kind of spectacle to uh, to be a doorway for, you know, average, you know, plumber Joe to come in and and kind of experience these things and, and maybe reflect and think about these things if they're important. Now, I've always said that some movies that go the other direction end up being used more like a cudgel and start hammering the, the ideas home and turn the audience off. But I think with a movie like this, they walk a line where they're using that spectacle to um in a good way where they're drawing the audience in and getting the important interesting philosophical ideas across so that's that would be my take on it and so in a movie format you maybe want to give room for the that spectacle as needed to keep the audience entertained am i do you feel like i kind of answered your question well enough or or did i miss uh the boat there no no i think yeah i think what you say makes sense um there's more leeway in that format i guess is to put it more simply yeah i think um maybe maybe then like because like if if you were to ask me and maybe this is just the impression that i have of like how much of this movie is action spectacle like percentage right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I would probably say, like at least fifty, maybe. I was going to say about half. Yeah, 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 right. 
and maybe and maybe maybe what I'm spoonful of is sugar that, is just that like maybe cut it down to thirty and make your movie ninety minutes instead of like almost two and a half hours or something like that. Um, because I'm not saying like mm-hmm. there should have been no action at all in this movie. I'm just saying that like there was so much of it and it was so like to my mind like so loosely or so tangentially connected mm-hmm. to what I saw as the point of the movie that it just, it got, it's, it's like, it's like in Marvel movies when like someone punches someone else, like it has so little meaning. You're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. They fucking punched the guy. He got thrown into a building. He like gets up, dusts himself off. You know, they're okay. Yeah. You're like, you don't know what the stakes are anymore. You know? That's what I loved Um, about the daredevil TV show. Every fucking punch mattered in that show. Did you watch that one? Yeah. I did. I I enjoyed how they portrayed violence in that one. Or, I mean, yeah. even, even more, I mean, okay, he could take a punch more than like a regular average Joe. But what I really yeah. like, I, I agree with you. Uh, I have problems with long drawn out, even Kung Fu fight scenes too. I think this one, I think the way they did it for me worked because of the zaniness, the bombastic nature of it worked more for me. Um, but when yeah. you just have like a tip-tappy Kung Fu fight that, takes forever and yeah the punches don't mean anything i lose interest what i really like is in movies like um uh what was jim's pick where he nails the guy in the boat with the with the thing where like mr ripley yeah yeah yeah. that really like that's the kind of like violence that appeals to me if it makes me sick because of how real it was because that's how violence really is and the punch matter and the hits matter um, that tends to land more for me, but I think just within this universe and within these rules, it somehow worked a bit better for me. And in the Matrix, it worked because in the Matrix, it wasn't reality. So I think it worked well for me there. But I agree with you that, yeah, if you're just if it's going to be like the WWE and and like you can just keep walloping on each other endlessly and it doesn't matter, you'd better have some kind of other spectacle yeah. going on or some kind of other thing that's going to keep my attention yeah um, i mean i think that there i think that there can be movies where the entire movie is in service of the spectacle right like like movies like the raid like that movie is just like an hour and a half of like incredible martial arts like it's just a showcase right but it's so cool and there's like not a whole lot else going on in that movie but yeah. it's just like the the whole movie is that that's like the point of the movie, right? So you're not right. just like, why are all these guys fighting? You're never questioning. No, it. You're like, that's those what I movies came for. to me are, are almost like not evolved from, but they are to use your word tangential to, uh, like a like a musical, like a classic musical where it's really yeah. is more about the like music and the dance and stuff, you know, where that's like, yeah, right. It's not just about the story. It's almost more like an opera or a ballet or something, right? Yeah, right. When you go to see a musical, you're not like, why are all these fucking people bursting into song? No one, that doesn't happen in real life, right? You're bought, you know what you're there for. You know what you're getting yes. into. Yeah, and so exactly. you don't question exactly. the conceit of the things. Right. To me, so to me, this movie, like the, the, the reason why none of that bothered me, and maybe this is very unique to me, and it's probably the reason why this, I think, is my favorite movie I've ever seen. Certainly my favorite movie of 2022. But you haven't but, watched um, Nina Jones yet, so. That's true. Yeah, even more than Ted Cloverfield Lane, the <laughs> yeah, masterpiece. Yeah. Beat it up. Um, oh wow! And uh, the, I think the reason why the reason John why that was the reason that. why 
This is my favorite good. movie is because it feels like a almost like an anthology. It's part it's like my love of short mm, stories yeah. and anthologies is it right, almost right. feels like it's a bunch of movies happening at the same time. And to me, they are all like the best version I have ever seen. Like it is the best version that of the family. You. Yeah, it's the best version yeah. of the like family drama I have ever seen. It is the best Kung Fu movie I have ever seen. It is the best multiversal like sci-fi trippy movie I have ever seen. Like it, it is top category in each thing that it attempts to do and if you look at them as disparate things like that they're all perfect in my opinion and yeah maybe in the melding they don't uh mix as well as they could but to me like they are they stand alone so well that i can ignore the the, the stitches and where for they me I, I agree with everything you just said Devin. and for me that bridge to the everyman who may not be interested in these concepts i could sit them down have them watch this they would they would probably be entertained and get some of the things that I just find fascinating to think about, you know, um, is- and, and, and be interested in. And the, otherwise, if I sat down and tried to talk to them over a cup of coffee, they would just, their eyes would blaze over. So I think it, it's helpful in that sense. This is why you're the hot take GI Joe. Devin. <laughs> yeah. Hot take. Yeah. The that's best Devin's, family drama. The best Devin's G.I. Joe movie. name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lay down strong, this is a strong hot takes, Devin. Yep. Yep. Uh, speaking <laughs> of so, fire hot take. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, changing gears a little bit here because we've been talking about a lot of other movies. Um, this mm-hmm. movie contains contains multitudes. Uh, when I first watched it, I pulled this up on our Discord. Um, when I first watched it, I was talking to Jordan. Uh, and what I described it as, what my exact words as soon as the movie uh, was over were, you have to All see right, this movie, Jordan. You have to see this movie. It's so good. It's like Tuxedo meets The Mask meets The Matrix, is what I said. Does anyone know the movie Tuxedo? Yeah, Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah great Jackie Chan. Um, but, uh, well done. Yeah, the, yeah well done. To, to explain, I mean, The Matrix, uh, I think, influence is obvious. Maybe you know, someone who is more familiar with that could talk about The Matrix. But uh, I've, I've seen it. I have seen The Matrix. It's just been a really long time. Uh, but with the tuxedo specifically for people who haven't seen it is about, it's a Jackie Chan movie in which he is a layman. Um, I think he's like a janitor or like a, a driver. I think he's a driver. Uh, mm-hmm. he's like, he's a normal guy. I've not only a, seen once and it was a yeah, while not ago. A, not a Kung Fu master, but, uh, he finds this like high tech tuxedo, which has within it, like all these skills that he can like tap there into. It is. The, the tuxedo is controlling his body and like making him do Kung Fu and he has no control over it. And it's the typical like, oh, Jackie Chan Kung yeah, Fu. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, totally I even wrote down that I want to speak to that too, but I even wrote down in my notes that uh, maybe I mentioned this before, maybe I didn't, that this movie is kind of a spiritual sequel to The Matrix that we deserve in our modern times. Um, but yeah, to, yeah. to speak to like the whole trope of I am an unskilled person who gets this amazing skill. I think this movie beats the Matrix and how it goes about that. I think it was super interesting how it cuts to these other mini stories and fun of where these skills come from. And they did a great job of tying it all back in Seinfeld style when she's like at that restaurant and they mention the Rakakuni and then it ends up being a thing that 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 character that where she gets the knife skill she needed in another sequence ties back to the Rakakuni thing and then they tie that story all up. It was just really beautifully done. Yeah, and uh, I think the only thing that would have made it better is if there was a scene where they zoomed in on Michelle Yeoh's face and she says, I know Kung Fu. That would have, that's the only thing that could have made it better. <laughs> Um, but then also the, the, I mean, the mask reference is, is minor. It's a quick scene and, and, uh, don't okay, miss okay. it, but 
there is a direct mask reference when uh, right. Jobo Jobu Tupaki shows up for the first time and uh-huh. she's uh, transforming all the different policemen. One of the things yes. she transforms them into is a a salsa or not salsa. Uh, what is it? samba uh, yeah. uh, dancer? Oh, yeah, and that's she right. she is literally wearing the masks outfit from yeah. that scene. The blue ruffles, like it's it's quite literally the same outfit. Uh, and so, it's yeah. it's believable that she would have seen that movie and wanted to pull that yeah. gag on the cop and and kind of pay homage to that, right? Yeah, and her like powers are basically the masks' powers. I mean, they're like she, she yeah. just like has chaos, chaos. energy. You know, bam. Yeah. Yeah, done better than uh, also done better than Marvel showing the chaos energy. <laughs> yeah. oh, ben, I had I or I guess not just Ben, but I, I there were two scenes in my mind. There were two scenes that I noticed that were lifted directly from the Matrix. Okay, uh, sure. I, was, I wonder. I wonder if you guys one of them is pretty obvious, but the other one was less so. So I was wondering if you guys picked picked up either of them. Nothing springs into mind other than I just kept noticing the Matrix footprint every or fingerprints all over this thing but i'm sure if you mentioned them i would but i'll give the other two guys a a chance if they if they have something in mind there i don't know the bullet time yeah there's the one scene where a bunch of the guys shoot the bullets at her and she stops them and then like sends them back at the guys and they Mm -hmm. turn into googly Mm -hmm. eyes Mm -hmm. but there's one other one it's a deep cut so you i devin's thinking Oh, I've yeah. given up uh, long ago. My only guess was going to be the elevator <laughs> scene where he's telling her to like turn left, turn right, and this will happen. It's it's reminiscent of the red pill, blue pill scene. How they but need I don't to get out like, of there. Yeah, I wouldn't call it directly yeah. lifted, but okay, it is, that is, it yeah. is reminiscent. But it, you're on the right track, actually. So it's in it's there's a scene where um, she uh, where Evelyn is hiding in one of the cubicles, and Jamie Lee Curtis is looking for her. And mm-hmm. she scurries from one cubicle to the other while she's yes, talking on a cell phone. Uh, and it is exactly <laughs> the same. That's where I first like picked up on... shot for shot. Yeah. That's where I first picked you, up on that, that it felt like the Matrix is when they were trying to escape that the IRS building, for sure. It was very much Neo told, with the cell phone. If you would have told me that most of this movie takes place in the IRS building, I would not believe you. <laughs> 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 good point yeah it's everything everywhere all in one place <laughs> that's right <laughs> right so guys let's talk about a sequence or thing that we really liked and maybe pick out something that didn't work for you if possible and i'm not going to kick this off because i'm having trouble thinking of something i didn't like um, but i'm sure I'll i can come up thing. with something yeah jump in there if you got one um what did I? Well, I said earlier what I really liked. I really liked the drama aspect of it. I thought it was really strong. I thought that sure, but you're coming itself... at it from a positive thing. Let's try to go the. This is the introduction. Of the opposites. Throw in. I mean, if you have something else you really like, you want to bring up, do it. But uh, if you're kind of coming out against, try to find something that worked for you, and vice versa. I'm having trouble thinking of something I didn't like. Uh, to be honest, I thought, I, I thought you said we wanted something that we liked and what we didn't like. Yeah, I know you can do both. Uh, but if but uh, lean more into if you know if you really like the movie, uh, maybe find something that maybe didn't work for you and vice versa. Yeah, pick 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 some nits here. Pick some nits. Um, all right, yeah. and Pepe, you, you to the office. <laughs> yeah. All right, I, I'll place, go place some nits. I'll go into yes. the minutia for for both of mine, so it's fair. All right, um, all right. The thing I didn't like was the animal abuse. Uh, poor dog. The Pomeranian. Oh, yeah, throwing the dog. Oh, my God, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was hilarious the way that like the, the, the woman like simultaneously cared about the dog and was like worried, but also was swinging it around like a willing to use it as a weapon. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. And then one, another small detail that I really liked was sp- the very small bit that in the sausage finger universe, everyone has terrible haircuts because yeah how the fuck do they cut hair <laughs> it's just like a small detail but oh, they all have man. really bad haircuts in that universe. they do it with their feet yeah exactly yeah. Like their feet, which yeah, again like the piano. It, who yeah. played the piano with their feet that was that related to the Curtis. hot dog universe it's jamie lee curtis okay. and now she's on yeah. that one website forever oh that's wonderful Mr. yeah so... mr skin or <laughs> so I'll go relate related to what Devin said. Uh, the the kind of racist depiction of the Jewish lady was didn't really fly that well with me. Um, uh, but I only kind of noticed it afterwards when I was like researching. They said that uh, they called her like big nose in the credits or something, and then eventually like changed that, which I thought was probably the right move. Um, but I really, you guys know, I'm a sucker for doing really great transitions, and I I felt like their transitions were really thought out, like when they wanted to introduce the idea of like swapping out the reality when she like cut when she cut herself and then it and then it cut to the piñata like spilling out the candy mm. like that kind of thing i thought was really cleverly done and they did it pretty con- they did it uh pretty much consistently throughout the movie so that's to me that's always a sign of a good director thinking ahead you gotta you gotta think these things ahead and plan them out before you get on set and into production and make sure that to, that that stuff is something that the editor can then pick up on. Another great shot along those same lines is uh, there's a there's a scene where she's screaming and it does one of those great cuts across all the multiverses where she's screaming in every multiverse. Right. And in uh, the one where she is dead, uh, the Alpha verse, it's her urn with like the lid open screaming. It's just yeah. her urn. Synthesis, open. baby. Well done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good example. Okay, either Jordan or James, if you've got some. Uh, okay, what I didn't like, there was a part in the film, I think it was when part two started. I think it was when her, when her, uh, we thought she was dead and there was a fake credit. And there was like a good 20, I don't know, 20, maybe 20 minutes of film that I just thought was kind of boring. Specifically, um, which when, I'm drawing a blank here. Which part was it? An act one, two, or three? It was an. It was an act. It was an act two. It was okay. like almost as soon as like. Of course, part two it's always an act two. Well, you um, mean when the movie fake ended and then they started the second part? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm trying to recall exactly what it was, but it, it was. Um, I don't know. Come back to me, I guess. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, what was the thing that you did? You did you have another thing that you wanted to bring up that you liked? Just it all, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> liked it all. The whole um, the runtime. I mean, like uh, Ki Hui Kwan's performance was really, really great. You know, he's so great. He, where have he? Where's he been? Yeah, he just like. He doesn't sound like he changes at all. You know what I mean? Do you know that maybe you guys know the story or not, but I'm sure some listeners don't. When he was first cast, it wasn't even he that was there for the audition for Indiana Jones. It was his brother. And uh, yeah, he went with him to the audition and he kept telling him, no, 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 you got to do it like this. He was like coaching his brother and, you know, Spielberg was there and he's like, you know, 
do you want to just try to read it? And uh, of course they cast him and the rest is history. Yeah, just like his his voice, his mannerisms, like all that. It's just all the same from when he was a natural. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, and he has that same quality, uh, the same charisma that he brought yeah, to so the stuff. Yeah, I really liked his performance. And then the the part that I thought was boring, I, I really can't remember for some reason. I just watched it this afternoon. It was so boring that you can't remember. But it, no, that's it was okay. just this portion of the film. I think it was when she was talking to her daughter about something i don't know it, so that, that part the part that pepe loved okay <laughs> <laughs> this happens in the podcast sometimes no not is the key, block part it was something else is key gonna be in the new indiana jones movie is is that i, I don't know i, I know there's been he's, rumors or ideas about that but i has that been confirmed at all i don't know but he's gonna be in loki season two. Oh, great okay i liked loki too pepe did you hate loki did you watch it the tv show i didn't yeah, watch yeah yeah Oh, think. okay. Okay. I'd be interested to just because that has to do with the multiverse as well. So I'd be interested if you ever follow up, let me know what you thought. So nobody else knows if he's going to be in the new Indiana Jones. I, I'm actually uh, low key looking forward to the new Indiana Jones since I've seen some of the stuff in it. It looks like a good Indiana Jones. And the idea that every other Indiana Jones movie is the good one. So, uh, yeah. So right, the prophecy then, must be fulfilled. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, Pepe. It's the same. It's the same with uh, Star Trek movies too, right? God, it Every is. Every other one. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Wow, man. If you're a director signing on, you better make sure that the previous Star Trek <laughs> movie was was the bad one. Every Star Trek movie I've seen, whenever I when I in the middle in the process of watching it, I'm just thinking, wow, I would rather be watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly true with the newer ones. Season I, I season the, three of Picard has been pretty good so far, guys. If you if you like Star Trek, uh, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah. I, forget that. that just well. don't even watch if you haven't. Forget the first two seasons. I only watched yeah. season one. I was like, ugh. And then season two, I read about what it was like about. I was like, forget it. There's no stakes here. Um, and but season three is like this is where they should have started the show two seasons ago. It's been very good. Anyway. Getting off on a Star Trek tangent. Pepe, what if, What about this movie? What did you like about it? Say something nice. And right. uh, if you have some... No, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, in jest, of course. But no, no. Uh, I, I know there's things that you liked about it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a fair amount of gags that landed for me, like the one Devin okay. mentioned about the screaming urn. That was really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the Hot Dog Hands universe, when there's scenes where you'll see Jamie Lee Curtis's feet and she'll have that like wrist brace on her foot. And I thought that was very clever. Great detail. Yeah, yeah. The wrist brace um, in general, I thought was a great detail. Yeah, she's she plays such a the character. She, I okay, so that was the thing that I loved about this movie the most. She was, was just so good. Anytime she's on screen, it's incredible. She was um, great. Yeah. She she plays a character that is that is in some somehow is like she just she hits the nail so on the head it's just like okay i know this person they work at the dmv or the irs or wherever the post office yes i know this person i've interacted with this person and it sucks but i always when i'm at the dmv if i brighten their day i feel like i just gave cookies to jamie lee curtis in this movie where (laughs) it's like hey i see you okay you're a person yeah it behind that bureaucracy yeah for sure that's that's you hit the nail right on the head there pepe 
Yeah, uh, some of the other things I really liked. Um, so I really liked the the scene that Devin referenced in the in the rundown, where you see all the different, um, like the half second snap snapshots of the different multiverses, and there are lots of scenes where there were lots of scenes where it's just a uh, the camera is just on a person's face, and they sort of have this sort of like rotating light wheel going across, like illuminating their face. I really like that. Seventy that style, really baby. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of the things that I that I liked about the movie. Amy okay. Pepe liked though. the movie. Conversation's over. <laughs> Speaking real quick of of circles, I just wanted to mention, like, yeah, circles are like incredibly important in this movie, uh, especially rewatching it. I noticed like there are so many circles. Just like I implore you to rewatch this movie and look for circles. All right. Holy crap! I there's will. circles everywhere. And it's like it's it's meant to represent the different universes. It's meant to represent different perspectives. It's meant to represent like seeing the world through a lens because uh, like every you know this this these characters live their lives in a laundromat. They're always staring into these dryers, which like put everything into this like very narrow lens. Uh, uh, the husband has the glasses on that he is always looking at her through glasses. But when he turns into Alpha Wayman, he takes them off, and it's like very clear that I guess he doesn't really need them. But it's like a way for him to filter reality. Um, it's like just all the time. The opening shot is that mirror, that circular mirror. And it's like, you're seeing the world through that lens. Um, it's really cool. There's just like yeah. constantly circles in this movie. And it's, it's very interesting. I'll, that is interesting. I didn't notice that. So I'll have to, inevitably I will watch this movie again and I'll look for that. Oh, yeah. I did. I also so want, I'd be remiss to not mention here at the end of her combo that I like how, uh, Wayland, um, kind of like cop to the idea that he knew that, he, his attitude bothered her, but it was that it was his way of coping with like he he wasn't not aware of the problems, but that was just kind of his way of coping with it. And I thought that that felt real and that that was something that certain people do. And I think it can be effective. Um, maybe you don't want to Wayman. bring a donkey to your Wayman. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm Wayman. terrible with names. I'm terrible with names. Um, yeah, change, yeah, especially like you change a name to something slightly exotic and it's, I'm, I'm over, <laughs> but uh, thank I you thought for, that. for sure his name was Raymond and they just were pronouncing it with an accent, but his <laughs> name really is Wayman. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> okay. That was pretty good. Uh, um, so yeah, it, I just, I feel like I also know people that, uh, utilize that as a kind of a method of of dealing with the, the bullshittery of life, you know? So uh, that yeah. struck the chord. Anything else anyone wants For to sure. mention before we wrap this sucker up in a, a multiverse bagel? I have a, a fun thing to, to just show you guys real quick. It'll be terrible okay. for audio, but it'll be an encouragement for people to check out the video version of our podcast found on uh, YouTube. Um, I pulled Redhead up Media. the, the alternate uh, poster slash Redhead Media. Yeah, there you go. There, I'll just go there. Um, I pulled up the alternate uh, covers Smash that, that like were button. made for the fictional films, and I, I'm going to show them to you. I put them in my OB. Oh, great. So here, we. this is the Fractured Personas. Oh, the, wow. Yeah, this was the sort of actress uh, version of her. Um, nice detail. Yeah. Here's Rocks. Great cover with the Nat Geo logo. I'm, going, I'm in for that one. Pepe yeah. and I will go see that at the uh, Roxy or whatever. The, is it the Roxy or the Rialto up in Santa Rosa? The uh, the art house uh, one. Rock, rock well, oh, uh, that's the Rialto. Yeah. Yeah, Rialto. Rialto. Yeah. We'll go see that at the Rialto, Pepe. Uh, All right. Amor et 
Saucier or whatever. This the Harry yes. set. I don't speak French. It's great. That's so that's my, that's my favorite. How much fun do these guys have doing this? Yeah. Rakakuni, of course. Rakakuni, yes. <laughs> I love how Disney. I love Daniel. how. I love how the raccoon wanted her dead after she discovered it. Like she knows too much. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good bit. And finally, the Pinky of Fury, of course. Classic. Yeah. Uh, classic. Very good. The, the muscle on the pinky. Yeah. Funny. So good. Very good. So to, to our listeners, if you even if you don't go check out our video podcast, I encourage you to go Google the fake posters from this movie and look at them yourself. They're 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 wonderful yeah. and hilarious uh, and endearing. And it, it proves that it, the filmmakers had fun making the movie, too, which is, man, that is the way you want to make a movie. If you if at all possible, you want to have fun doing the thing. Um, you know, with any with any craft, it's about the process. So if you're not having fun, what the hell are you doing with your life? You know, um, making exactly. millions of dollars, doing <laughs> loads of cocaine and the coke and whores lifestyle. Get out of here with that. Shit. <laughs> now you want to enjoy making the movie. Spielberg always uh, says that he he only is having fun when he's working on a project and his family says he's insufferable when he's not. So that's really who you want to be. <laughs> be like Spielberg. Yeah, I buy, I buy that. Mm-hmm. It's about the process. You you could probably not it's pay terrible. him a cent and he would still do it. What's terrible? Being Spielberg? insufferable to your family <laughs> unless you're working on something. <laughs> that's just who he is. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, I maybe don't agree with that. But uh, yeah, they they definitely have, have voiced their opinions on that he's uh, much happier. I'll put it that way in a positive spin when he's working on a project and when he's not. So that's how you want to do it. So that wraps up our conversation about everything, everywhere, all at once. And we pretty much brought up every single thing that came up in the movie. So I think we pretty much covered the bases there and have enough to grade it. But first, we've got to keep the lights on. So we're going to take time to do a short commercial break. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you ready to experience everything, everywhere, all at once? Then come on down to Cafe Everything, where we've got everything you could ever want. Sink your teeth into our famous hot dog fingers. They're crispy, juicy, and finger-licking good. (laughs) Jesus. And don't forget our everything bagel. It's got all the toppings you could ever want, from poppy seeds to sesame seeds to, well, everything. But be warned, there may be side effects. Eating our everything bagel could potentially cause the fabric of the multiverse to unravel. So be careful when you take a bite. Make sure to check your teeth for stray seeds afterwards. But don't worry. It's all worth it for the delicious taste of everything. So come on down to Cafe Everything, where we've got (laughs) everything and more. Cafe Everything, where anything is possible. Other side effects may include time dilation, space-time distortion, and existential constipation. Consult the physician <laughs> before consuming. Yeah. The or taste a of everything is, is ex- excellent. That's like, <laughs> this, is why, this is why we buy everything bagels. What flavor would you want? All. All flavors. Can you do all? Yeah. It's like pretzel yeah. day on, uh, on The Office. Can I have all? Can I have everything? I hate everything yes. bagels. <laughs> Me too. They're, they're very messy. Best My bagel. wife loves them. I, yeah, I, I'm not a big messy eating kind of guy, but uh, she has to have them, so I, I, I tolerate them. Um, okay, 
So we re now return you to your regularly scheduled program where we need to grade this thing. Poetry. Yeah, poetry. All right. <laughs> if only I could give this an A+. But what I can do is give it an A. I like this movie very much. So, yeah, big fat A for me. All the stuff, I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again. I've thought about it. Um, everyone I've seen outside of Pepe really liked it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of most curious about what your grade is, Pepe. But, uh, Devin, what did you grade everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah, Pepe is definitely in the wrong set of history here. I'm just, just, uh, <laughs> if the Oscars are any indication. Oh, well, don't say I'm, that. I'm that makes what me sound like Oscars. I'm a racist or something. Uh, absolutely. It was a good, was a good joke. Well, but... I mean, you did think he was mispronouncing Raymond. <laughs> well, that's because he says fucking Ray Waymond the whole movie. And Waymond, as far as I knew, is the name. Well, I got it wrong, too, because of that. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so Devin's an A, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm Perfect. not seeing yeah. the grade no. posted. I, I, okay. I can't imagine. Uh, uh, yeah. He'll get to the lower third. He will. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> Devin is jaded at this point. We're 50-plus episodes into this podcast. All yeah. right. James Pepe. Whoa. Where oh, did so we land? Oh, Sorry. so many yeah, pluses. Sorry, how many pluses <laughs> Every plus everywhere all at once in there. I love it. So many pluses and a six. And then it's the, the six power. at the end. Yes, to yeah. the sixth power. Okay. I'm buying that. Well done. Get some, get some physics jokes in there. All right. James Pepe, what did you grade everything everywhere all at once? Uh... Yeah, so I don't like this movie. <laughs> and, uh, I was trying to remember what the lowest grade I've, I've ever dished out on this show is. I can't, I can't really remember, but anyway, C minus for me. Oof, that's lower Jeez. than I would have even suspected. Wow, you really don't like it. I don't. It's like, I don't like this It's funny because based on your conversation, <laughs> there just wasn't like the vitriol and, and the... Uh, like there was things you didn't like, but it didn't come across as a C minus. Didn't like, interesting. But then the last movie, you you like didn't seem to like it as much, and then you came in with a B range grade, so that was interesting too. What was the okay. last movie we watched? Yet? Um, what did we watch last week? I don't remember. Call me by your parasite. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You liked it. Call you gave the highest name. grade on that one. You're like, I like this better yeah. than you guys, and I was like, I really didn't get that from your co from our conversation. So it's like opposites this time. I was I I was dreading that this movie would show up this season. I kind of guessed that it would, and I was just mm -hmm. like, "Oh God, I don't." Want to <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so, but I'm, so I'm taking. I'm I'm glad that I'm taking this grade, so it'll be in the in the in the recap, the grade recap. It'll be less painful for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. We got to get Jim Hopefully. to watch this thing and grade outside it. The post above the Pepe range, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Pepe belt, <laughs> Devin. <laughs> Very good, sir. Well played. All right. Our final grade tonight will be from Jordan Alves. What did you grade everything everywhere all at once? Well, I don't know what multiverse Pepe's from. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is an A. <laughs> I did not want to give it an A because I didn't want to get Devin the satisfaction. <laughs> 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 but this this movie was, was really entertaining. I really enjoyed it. So a plus, not A plus, sorry, A 
Good job, Devin. Even though it wasn't your pick, but you know, this is this is Devin's movie. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen this without Devin having told me to mm-hmm. watch it. So that yeah, that he does get credit for that. Um, and like and it yeah, would have is... been the first time that we both submitted the same movie. It's bound to happen at some point. It almost happened. Uh, yeah, and and many other multi and many other universes. It's already happened many times. But uh, I will we're, say we're that in the rare if it one. didn't, if it didn't star who it starred, I don't think it would be as good. It has the yeah. like the perfect casting. The original, the original yes. cast uh, had Jackie Chan as the lead role. It was written for Jackie Chan makes sense. to be the lead role. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Instead of, oh, for instead the of, yeah, instead of Michelle, yeah, I was going to focus on the, the husband and be mm-hmm. uh, led by him, which I think would have been, I mean, as much as I love Jackie Chan, I think would have been a worse movie overall. Yes, yeah, I agree. That would have been. This is, yep. Pepe would have given it, it a even, D minus. Even worse movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it think, been the D- minus think Jackie Chan could have did it. Yeah. He's, he's getting up there in age too. So I mean, I can see him as the like if he played the uh-huh. husband role in this movie, then it would probably be of approximately the same mm-hmm. quality. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's mm-hmm. the underdog quality of of K uh, Hui Kwan yeah. that yeah. really you know gives the movie merit. Jackie Chan. He's got that would have been serviceable. He's got yeah. that innocent charisma. It just worked really well, and it's mm-hmm. re- relaunching his career. Excuse me, it's relaunching yeah. his career. So good. Yeah. Glad for that. Seems like a really nice guy. Okay. So Devin, did we give you enough time to calculate tonight's tentative GPA? Yes. Uh, and for every Oscar it wins, I'm going to add another A vote uh, just to bump it up. So we'll, we'll have to we'll revisit that. When are the Sunday. Oscars? I, I never this follow Sunday. this. On Literally show. two so, days from okay. today. Oh, really? So next wow. show yeah. we'll, we'll bring up how many it won. Yeah, by the time people are listening to this, they'll already know. Um, but we yes, will, that's we will right. You. That's right. Uh, it has landed at a 3.43, a B plus. Solid uh, grade, so, considering Pepe didn't like it. Yeah. Some movies uh, that are better than this movie, <sighs> uh, just, just a hair above. Um, Whisper of the Heart got a 3.5. Uh, ah, Ex Machina, also it. 3.5. Uh, Neverending Story 3.5, Talented Mr. Ripley 3.5. Got a lot of 3.5s. Uh, and okay. Blair Witch Project 3.48. Um, okay. And then with this set of 3.43. And then just below this, so these are all movies that are worse. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, here we Lighthouse. go. Hurt him. Hurt him. Get him back. Mars. No. <laughs> uh, enemy. Of course. Oh, enemy. God oh, damn it. Um, Spider Lady. The Lighthouse is so fucking good. It's so much better than this stupid movie. Who didn't like The Lighthouse? Um, Annihilation uh, was worse than this. Lighthouse was first season. Lighthouse had the had the had the first season going against it. It was one of the. But do you remember seasons. who didn't like it? I loved the Lighthouse. That was really great. Uh, I feel like probably me, Devin. And, me and Cat probably gave it like B's. I would imagine, and oh, there was like okay. a bunch of A's and a couple oh, of B's. Jim, I don't know. I, yeah, me, Jim might not have come down too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe also. Not. Some non-peppy movies, just just to make sure, you know, no bias here. Uh, Ten Cloverfield <laughs> Lane is worse than this. Uh, Black Swan, and oh, uh, Black Swan is ah, God. yeah, I think that's all of them. I but think yeah, I just came by, out those are all Black in the same Swan. range, just a little under. No, I think I liked Black Swan. No, I think I, I think I wasn't looking forward to watching it, and then I ended up uh, against what I wanted to have happen. That I really did like it. I think that's how, if memory serves. But go back and listen. We have a whole 50 plus episode catalog as of this recording to to check out. So 
if you're not sick of us after this one, go check out our whole catalog. Where's Where's November relative to this? Movie? Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a notable. Uh, one. November is is so much worse than this movie. It's not even <laughs> in consideration. Uh, it's a no. three. It's a three solidly. Oh, at least it's in a three. Oh man, this hurts me so. Oh, God, it hurts me so. This is the, you gotta this be like oh, least, crap. the least favorite part of the podcast. Poor <laughs> Estonia, you, just, you, you you wound me over and over. <laughs> Devin <laughs> takes such delight in it. Look, he's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> have, your mo- have our it's moment. A, here. It's especially good when you're when you're in a movie that I love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really can't the agree with that. Best served cold. Pepe. This movie was is objectively good. I can't agree with the C plus. I would see minus at all. <laughs> I don't like this movie, man. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's something re- about it. Regrading. If you have further <laughs> thoughts I'd, uh, down the road, uh, we can revisit it because no, I feel I like mean, I... you expressed things that you didn't like, but it didn't come off as like a C minus grade to me. So yeah, I think. I mean, I think what I said like this may be a like. Uh, like peculiar to me kind of thing. I I, I I'm happy to yeah. admit that that this is yeah. okay. I just I just not on board with this movie. All right, so go watch this even if you are a fan of Pepe's and his opinions. I do feel vindicated that I I when I first watched this movie thought that it was like particular to me that I liked it so much, and I do feel vindicated that like it's getting so many accolades and awards. Like I'm I was pretty surprised that it got nominated for so many Oscars, even though I enjoyed it so much. It was kind of a thing where I was like, I don't know, like is it only appealing to me? Where is Devin's award? <laughs> no, it makes, right. it makes a lot of sense to me why this movie is getting a lot of Academy noms. Yeah, well, I'm definitely be rooting for it on Sunday, so we'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see what it wins and what it doesn't. Considering it nominated for so many, uh, that's I had no idea. So that's that's pretty exciting and neat. Uh, the movie is novel, I'd say. But as much as we like wounding Pepe, it's no, time it's, to. It's a movie. It's a, it's a movie, Ben. It's not a novel. Oh yes. Oh, I was like, where's the joke? Where, what's going on here? Uh, there was a joke in there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I had to catch up to you. Um, but yeah, as much as, as what I was saying is, as much as we enjoy wounding Pepe with the uh, great comparisons, <laughs> it's time to find out what we're going to be watching for the final movie of yeah. uh, series eleven, and roll for the next episode. It's time! Oh shit! So hyped. <laughs> now your Mobius strip bitches are rolling. That's right. That's right. Mobius strip time. It's time to roll for the next episode where we let the dice decide our fate as to what we're watching for next show. So let's see what the audience wanted us to check out for movies that are important for our times. So um, I'm going to be rolling the dice. And here's my drum roll. And without further ado, let's find out what the last movie will be for series 11. It is a one. Surprise, surprise. Lucky number one. So we will be watching a little movie called licorice pizza that sounds worse than pineapple on pizza okay Okay. licorice pizza came out in 2021 and it is now currently streaming on amazon prime 
Paramount Plus and Epics. So go ahead and check out Licorice Pizza if you haven't already or rewatch it. And we will be watching it and discussing it on our next show. Again, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus and Epics. So it's it's out there. It's all over the place. Licorice Pizza sounds. Why is that? Why? That sounds so yeah, gross. Sounds gross. <laughs> why would you? Why would you make pizza out of that? Maybe we'll, when we well, here's the, here's we'll the find question, out when we watch the movie. Yeah, is this about everything bagel or licorice pizza? Oh, everything bagel all day. God okay, damn, right. licorice well, pizza. Why? So, everything bagel or hot dog fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hot dog fingers. Yeah, uh, I, need, yeah. I need to know the best way to cook them, and I need to know if it hurts when you eat them. So. <laughs> the questions must be answered. Uh, we, got, we got to check out the everything everywhere all at once wiki. Yes, exactly. For this, yeah, that's right. Okay, we've got some we've got some show business, some serious show business tonight, oh, not shit. just joking oh. around too. So let's do this thing. How much do you know about show business, Mister Valiant? Only there's no business like it. No business I know. <laughs> what a good quote. Ah, uh, Roger. Okay, Roger that, rabbit. Okay, so uh, let's start off. My producer <laughs> always makes me do this. We got a retraction to make. There was mistakes Such were made. A jerk. Yeah, mistakes were made. Um, so last show we watched uh, "Call Me by Your Name," and we would like to retract our previous statement that uh, Elio's father's name is Greg. Apparently, in another dimension, he goes by the name of George. Um, we also need to retract a few more things, names that we got wrong. <laughs> we retract our previous assertion that Elio's mother's name is Juicy Lucy. Uh, <laughs> this, this was done due to recent evidence from another dimension where she makes juice for a living on Planet of the Apricots. Oh, oh I, I just got that okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juicy Lucy, because she's always making that juice. <laughs> more apricot juice. All right, we have a couple more. We'd like to clarify that when we said that Elio's friend's name was Mark, we were actually thinking of a different universe entirely. Uh, and, and in this reality, he actually is named Max Power, which is obviously objectively a better name. Max Power. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, our apologies to Oliver, whose name we mistakenly called Cannibaliver, sometimes pronounced Cannibal Liver. Uh, we did this throughout our last episode it seems that in an alternate reality in another uh, universe in the multiverse his parents didn't raise an entitled brat who wants to literally eat people yeah. so we hope that these retractions set the record straight <laughs> and we promise to double check our facts across all dimensions in the future and uh, I would like to sincerely apologize and ask that you bear with us as we strive to be better <laughs> fan emails uh, I, I, oh oh we have we have some I, I other have retraction yes thank you for interrupting oh, us all right let lay uh, it on us in, a, in an alternate universe where you retract your grade and worse <laughs> sort of in an alternate <laughs> universe where jim uh actually didn't get a job is still unemployed and still in this podcast oh, wow he uh he has written in to give an a to the to the film which does bump its grade from a c plus or c minus to a b or no god a Let's do a retraction on the retraction. B minus, yeah. Sorry, a C plus, C plus to a B minus. Put in the B range. So everything. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so call me by your name. Yes. So Jim Jim phoned it in with the grade, and that was his film. So he said A all the way or something like that. If I remember yep. correctly. Yep, he did. 
A Perfect. all day long. Yeah. Never mention Jim's name again. Jim <laughs> is gone. Yeah. I am so all now you that movie's in the B range. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jordan, you're always Look at me. Look at me. I am Jim. <laughs> okay. So, fan emails. You can write to Ben, even though it's to all of us, at renhenmedia.com, and we may respond on the show. Let us know how we're doing. Did we do something wrong? Inevitably, we do. Did you arrive at the same conclusions as our very own James Pepe and therefore discover objective you, truth? Right. That's right. What <laughs> segment of the show is your favorite? And where are you listening from? Write to us and we may choose your email to read and respond to on the show. All right. We actually have something else to do in show business segment. Uh, since we've reached the penultimate episode for the series, if you don't know what that word is, look it up. It yeah. is time to play Theme Jeopardy. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, I love it. So because our show is really just a stack of dice all the way down, philosophically speaking, we're going to roll even more dice and let fate decide the next series theme. Now, we've all rated a list of over 100 categories uh, of themes, and uh, we take the top five and then roll to see which one will be the theme for our next series. And we also do a bonus uh, selection by our reigning champ, the champ's selection, the champ's pick. Um, and so we roll a six-sider is what we do nowadays. So uh, Devin yeah. was the previous, uh, he's the reigning champ, the, pre the winner of the previous series, Series 10, and our reigning champ. And so he selected what and, uh, well, I guess we'll get to that. Why don't we do the real thing here and Devin lay out our categories for us Category one, we have action movies. One of a kind. I love love. Famous director Deep Cut. Wizards and Warlocks. And the Champion's Choice documentaries. Oh. Okay, let's roll the dice and see what our theme will be for series 12. This one goes up to a dozen or some. I'll, wor I'll workshop that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> may I have the Wizards drum roll, please? Wizards and Warlocks. <laughs> okay. I can't believe it. It is another six. The champion's Whoa. choice. No, you're, I, a you're a liar. I, I can share my screen. I swear. I haven't clicked. No, we don't want to see your feet pick. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> we got another we six? Be, we got another six. We will be wow. choosing choice our wins again. favorite documentaries. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. We're, we're, we're finally delving into the documentaries. Excellent. Well, this is this okay. is a hotly anticipated category, but I, I love it a has. good documentary. Me too. I changed too. my mind. Bring Jim back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan, you don't like a documentary? Not really. Jordan, we're never oh. going to see Jordan again after this. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's just going to be like, if yeah, was, I can't make it. <laughs> if it was Jim, it would just be a whole documentary about like prosthetic dicks that they chop off in horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those that don't know, Pepe <laughs> is yeah, referencing a movie that Jim chose that his friend is an indie director of called All yeah. Through the House, a horror movie about Christmas. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's our only, it's the only movie Dick's where Devin, that movie. that's right. 
and a cat ends up running away with it. De- yeah. Devin ended up want- stopping watching the movie. He just couldn't take it anymore after that scene. Am I right? Yeah. So uh, that, yeah. that was the only time you have stopped watching a movie in the series. So well and done. Remains uh, our lowest Jim's rated friend. movie of all time. Is it? Our, is it really? Oh, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. It's got a one point eight six. Wow. Well, very, I, I actually, low. I actually enjoyed that movie for what it was. I think Jim and I got got on board with that one. Anyway, did that? Was that? So there's only, I, to my memory, there's only been two movies that have received Fs, and that was one of them. That, that was right? one. I don't remember the other one. I think I, I also gave the other, up. I, I know yeah. what the other one is because I'm fucking salty about it. Oh, November was it November? No, no, it oh. wasn't November. It was Under the Skin. Oh, right. Yeah, I really. Didn't oh, yeah, that was my. <laughs> that was one of my picks. I think. Yeah, you got no. two Fs in the same season. Huh? Should have given yeah, you, you're having a, a bad couple of weeks F there, maybe. That. <laughs> that movie is so far from an F. So will will documentaries include mockumentaries? We did We've do already a done mockumentaries. a mockumentary. We, did, we already yeah. did that. Yeah. Okay. Which is boring and now, unfortunately. Mockumentaries. <laughs> well, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. We <laughs> we're we're gonna dig down deep and pick some really fantastic yeah. documentaries to watch and discuss. So if Kat wants to come back for this one, because I think this is one of the ones she was excited about. Oh, yeah, know. that'd be cool. Yeah, she can re- re- she can uh, resurrect Kat's corner even if she wants to. Yeah. We'll see. I can tell by the look on your face, Devin, that she won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Devin's looking for any excuse to talk to her, so I'd be surprised. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. I understand it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. Time Seriously. to wrap up yeah. the show. That's always Almost where it ends. The show. Show ends. Never. Bye, guys. Ever. Bye. Ever. Uh, George <laughs> gone. Oh, come back. Turn, turn. Oh. What was Who that? Who's knocking? Who's ringing my doorbell at this late hour? Just one more thing. Oh, look out because. Lieutenant Columbo is here and he says we have time to do just one more thing. This is the segment of the show where each co-host shares something from outside of the show. So I'm going to actually keep it brief this time. I am very excited to um, announce to everyone that uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 has come out with a whole new season that they just filmed nice. over the last year, and it's being released on Pluto TV. They're now airing all 12 episodes of the new season. It was it's no longer on Netflix, it's on Pluto TV. Go check it out on their MS. Wow. Yeah, on their I don't even want to, I'm gonna say it wrong. On the Mystery Science Theater channel. Uh MST3K. There we go. I did it. I did the thing. Um, so and uh, I've watched a couple episodes and they're great. They have a new host, Emily, but Surprise, they also have the original host and show creator back, uh, uh, Joel. And they have Jonah nice. from the Netflix series all as well. Um, and although Mike doesn't uh, reprise his hosting role anytime, they do throw some significant mentions, especially I saw the, I happened to see the final episode, which was a Christmas uh, episode on, oh, and Patton Oswalt is still on. I'm sure they don't pay him anything. This is all fan funded through like a Patreon. And they released them to the fans throughout last year, but now they are airing. You can go to Pluto TV, free TV, and watch all new episodes of Mystery Science Theater. I'm going to sign up for their Patreon. I had no idea they were doing this. I love that freaking show. I always have. Uh, it's been an inspiration to me. I still want to do our own version called Turkey Shoot, 
where we uh, make fun of uh, some bad movies ourselves, but we'll get to that someday, maybe. Uh, but go check it out now, airing now, Mystery Science Theater 3000. You, you know them, you love them, they're back for more fun. Devin, what do you have for us this week on Just One More Thing? Uh, yeah, so I have one quick thing and then one slightly longer thing, um, but both okay. brief-ish. Uh, I have purchased for myself a, an Xbox Series S, completing my uh, hey, console generation. Welcome. Yeah, my console generation Infinity Gauntlet is now complete. I have the Switch, I have the PS5, I have the Xbox, I have a Steam Deck, and a gaming PC. Um, and, until they come out I'm with a new the one. Steam Deck. Yeah, gotta get one. So fun. Yeah, um, yes, I do. But uh, so that's my my brief thing. My longer thing is I've been reading a uh, comic series in in paperback uh, oh, form. Oh, excellent! The House of X slash Powers of X X Men series. This is a recent reboot of the X Men universe, or like a soft reboot. It's a lot of the same characters you know and love uh, in very similar roles as they've been in before, but a new plot line uh, that is really interesting and brief. Uh, it's basically a world in which uh, mutants discover a like miracle plant that can cure any disease and extend the person's life and do basically anything anyone needs it to. Uh, and they use it to leverage uh, a nation for themselves, an independent nation of mutants nice. where any mutant can come and use the uh, herb, but uh, no humans are allowed, basically. And all of the various consequences of that decision. Um, it's very fascinating. If you if you've never read comics before, if you've never read X Men before, it is a great entry point if you're interested in that and those characters. Um, I highly recommend it. And what is it called? One more time. X Men. House of X. Powers House. of X. If you if you just search House of X, it'll come up. But it is yeah, it's like has like a dual title. So what I'm hearing is that the X Men are all smoking pot and getting high on marijuana cigarettes. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Neil. As they always okay. have. Thank you. Yes, that's right. It always has been that way. All right. James Pepe, what have you got for us this week on Just One More Thing? I have been watching um, a lot of um, stuff on YouTube about uh, Magic the Gathering art. So oh, okay. What did you find out? Um, yeah, I found out that it's good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so I, I want to recommend and it always has um, been <laughs> it always it always has been even when it wasn't very good it was still pretty fucking good um yeah so I want to recommend um two different things so the first the first video um is on a channel called Vagabond Gallery I don't know much about it's a pretty small YouTube channel and the video that got recommended to me by the algorithm you know was called um you're wrong about Magic the Gathering's worst art. And oh, it was a really interesting, interesting um, little like 30 minute documentary that focused on uh, this one guy who's like, I, I guess his online handle is Rope Arrow. And he got um, uh, commissioned by Magic to do one of their secret lair releases, which is a sort of like alternate art release for um that they just they just hire artists to do these different um releases um and i guess i didn't really know about this but i guess it was like panned like everybody hated it but it's mm. fucking beautiful i don't know why people don't like it it's great um and so he talks a lot to this guy and he talks about 
how it's sort of weird to be an artist who has like basically by all metrics made it, but is also like clocking in a nine to five retail job every day to make ends meet. Um, so there's that video that's called You're Wrong About Magic the Gathering's Worst Art. The other video, um, which is I think, which is my favorite of the two, is from a channel called Ristic Studies. The, the channel is very, very good. It has lots and lots of videos about um, magic art and sort of lore and the sort of like ideas behind the different magic sets. But this um, particular video, which is very, very good, is called Phyrexia is Hell. And it's about, it, it. a lot of it is about the art, the history of the art of Phyrexia. And if, for those of you who don't know, Phyrexia is sort of the like Gigarian plane in magic. So it's like, what if there was a whole like race of people that was designed by Giger? Um, but the other interesting part about this that I didn't know is that wizards um, apparently paid some people to come up with a whole language for Phyrexia. So they invented a whole Phyrexian language and they've been releasing cards in that have the Phyrexian language in it and people have been decoding the language. Um, and the guy who does made this video is talking to like basically like one of the sort of major figures who's figuring out who's like basically decoding the language. And it's really, really interesting. It's a spoken and written language. Um, and yeah. Tolkien approved. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, it's not, they, not only is it spoken and written, but they invented an alphabet. So it's not like in, like in Latin letters. It's not in, it's not in any letters. It's a fake, you know, uh, it's a, it's a completely new. I definitely like, want to take a look at this thing. Yeah, so it's Ristic Studies. Even if you don't like magic, but you like um, thinking about art and sort of like themes and things and storytelling yeah, and, and how and art, yeah, and how like art can be used to convey stories. Um, really great channel. Uh, again, the name of the video. If you're gonna watch one of these two, I would watch the Phyrexia is Hell video. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the name of Phyrexia is Hell. The other one's called You're Wrong About the Worst. Uh, sorry. You're Wrong About Magic the Gathering's Worst Art. So that is my Excellent. Well, thanks, Pepe. And uh, what I'm hearing is that you're living that MTG lifestyle. So I'm really... living that MTG. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. That's a deep cut. <laughs> that's an inside joke for yeah, our, yeah. our uh, gaming group. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> Tell me, MTG lifestyle isn't a national brand? What do you mean? Yeah. MTG yeah, yeah. lifestyle. Wasn't yeah, that localized have... in, our, in the Outer Plains comic shop in Santa Rosa? They all have uh, <laughs> hand painted signs. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised they didn't. That was for him. I'm I'm surprised they didn't change the name of the whole store to MTG Lifestyle when they <laughs> yeah. moved because that's like pretty much the yeah, whole. Yeah, right. That's how they're. That's it what took they're over, for. It took yeah. over. Yeah, took over quite a quite a bit of that. They area. did rebrand. I mean, they basically rebranded to OP Games now. Nowhere on their new location does it say Outer Planes. Like those words don't appear on their building. It oh, only really? says. Oh, I didn't even know they moved. Where did they move to? I we uh, haven't been there since. Cleveland, Cleveland Ave by Cottington. Oh, uh, it's, a, it's a nice building. Lame. It's a nice two-story building. It's a good building. But uh, yeah, it's huge. That building's yeah. huge. 
they forgot who they are. <laughs> yeah. Now they're just OP. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's the like, Outerplanes is such a cool name for a yeah. comic shop. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like it. Wizards has a copyright on that and they were like worried about getting oh, sued. I don't yeah, know. Right. Yeah. It does feel like it. Does anyone know what, what's in the old building? Or it's if anything is there? No, it's just empty is right it now. empty? Ooh, okay. It could be mm. our studio. It could be <laughs> ours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. The gears are turning. Great. Uh, well, thank you for that recommendation. And I got to make the MTG lifestyle joke, so I'm happy. Uh, yeah. And Jordan Allums, what do you have for us this week on Just One More Thing? I'm so boring. I uh, I, I haven't really been doing much. <laughs> We're watching YouTube. Uh, us, def- no, no. Give us some inside baseball on what it's like to be a mail carrier. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um so, yeah, you'd be uh, surprised. I'm actually interested in that as well. One I, time I'll, I asked talk- Jordan, I'll throw something out there. One time I did ask Jordan if it was true that like mail carriers like it when you uh, put a tic-tac-toe game in the mailbox and ask them to play. And, and he told me that what he would do is throw it out because nothing's allowed to be in there. So I thought I got a real <laughs> kick out of that response. But yeah, enlighten us, sir. Well, first of all, I would like to share my one more thing. Before I keep yeah, yeah, yeah. milk here. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. All right. I'm glad that Devin recommended that comic book because um, I really want to read it. But <laughs> I have this one. <laughs> this is the. Uh, oh, okay. Avengers versus X Men, which eventually leads up to the one that Devin recommended. Um, this one's really cool as well, where uh, nice. the, Phoenix For- the Phoenix Force comes back and the Avengers, they want to send it the hell away because it's destructive. It's destructive. But the X-Men are like, no, we want to use the Phoenix Force to help mutants. And, and then it just becomes a war. It's really cool. And I, I, re- I recommend reading that one as well as the one that Devin uh, recommended. And I know, awesome. uh, Devin, you also said that you have uh, Powers of X, right? Uh, it's it's part of the same book, yeah. So it's oh, okay. the, the House of X, Powers of X are, are considered part of the same uh, series. So if you look on the spine, you can just see it says, oh, my glare is too strong. Yeah, I I love these big volumes. This is how I like to read comic books. I don't yeah. like buying me too. comics. Much yep. more efficient. Both me too. I got a big stack and... of the of the big comics. Yeah, exactly. That's how I roll too. <laughs> so, what do you want to know about being a mail carrier? What do you want to know specifically? <laughs> I can tell you every, anything. Yeah. How often? Anything? How often anything do stick do like, to? Uh, okay. He has an actual question. Sorry. Yeah. How how often do lonely housewives come out to you and are like, I can't pay for oh, this, this mail is a, delivery. <laughs> this is Pepe's fantasy. Okay, I see. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> well, there are, I just I do one talk more tink. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I do talk to a lot of older women on my route. <laughs> oh man, you do they like talk your ear off? You dog. <laughs> they're like sixty plus, or you know, like seventy plus, probably eighty. How, but do do people often? actually want to talk to you? Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're older, they want to talk to somebody, and you know, yeah, I have some okay, people who don't okay. don't even like. They could see me coming up and they like turn the other direction. <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want. They don't want uh, to. So you get a mixed bag, which yeah. is fine with me. You know, some a days, mixed mailbag. <laughs> some right. days I just yeah. don't. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to get my work done. I don't want to get stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how's it going? Has anyone <laughs> dropped a tic tac toe game in the mailbox for you to play yet? Has that come no. up? No, nobody no, wants but, to play with uh, you. I, I, a lot of people, they lift these things for their neighbors in their mailbox, and I don't throw that away. But like when people put things right, in right, their mailboxes right. that really don't belong, I take that shit out. <laughs> yeah, get that shit out of there. Yeah. How often That's do a dogs bite? Mister? 
How often do dogs bite your pants and rip oh, them? Oh, good question. Your, your heart good question. Is that trope no, real? I, I mean, for some for some carriers, the trope is very real. There was a lady who got killed by a couple of dogs. Oh, oh uh, crap. Cool. Good. But We're like, the um, my route, I don't have any problem dogs. And I had this one little dog who was nipping at my leg. Oh, but, but like it was a little dog. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, there is one problem dog who has bit me a little bit and is actually <laughs> someone who he just uh, thought you had hot dog fingers. It was a teacher, an honest mistake. It was a college professor of mine and Devin's. Uh, oh, yeah, her dog, okay. Her dog's. Oh, not, wow. Not, not That's going nice. on there. Rate my professor profile. <laughs> yeah. <geez. laughs> okay. Cool. Well, thank you for the insight. Well, we should make this a regular thing. If you come up with any any other uh, uh, yeah. interesting yeah, tidbits any, about being a male carrier, male related Jordan's, Jordan's mailbag. That's what we'll call this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. We'll do a whole new section. <laughs> Love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for all those excellent. Just one more things, as always. One of my favorite turned into one of my favorite segments. Unfortunately, we have come to the point where we really do, for realsies, have to sign off. So, where's that, Dorothy? I think I'll miss you most of all. (laughs) Dorothy's here letting us know it's time to say goodbye. And I'm not crying. I'm just experiencing the simultaneous emotions of multiple versions of myself across the multiverse. But if you're crying too, then it's probably because we're all connected in ways we can't even begin to comprehend. Or maybe it's just the Onion Ninjas from another dimension. Let's start with Mr. Devin Schwartz. <laughs> I, I've been Devin Schwartz. You can find me at pandimensionalpanpizza.tumblr.com and came over, man, game over. And my good friend, James Pepe. Yeah, I uh, have been and still am James Peppy. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming out and listening to our, look. Listen here, friend. Thanks for coming out and listening to our show or watching it on the Yub Tubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I uh, ho- hope you come back next week for more of the same. Join us for some stuff. licorice pizza. Yeah. yeah, don't eat it. Just watch it. <laughs> And our newest member, Jordan Allens. Yeah, I'm Jordan. I'm the new guy. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to watch us on the after show where we talk about us talking <laughs> about the show. Yeah. <laughs> and go check us out on video. Somebody... He's devastatingly handsome, ladies. <laughs> Chris Hardwick is the host. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very we all good. Sit on a couch and talk. Yeah. Well played, sir. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, glad to have you here. And this has been I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. And now that you've looked at ours, we hope to look at yours soon. If you enjoy the show, be sure to smash that like button, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, give us a five-star review, dot your I's, cross your T's, sign here, initial here, and don't forget to tell your friends. In today's parting sentiment, as we sign off on another episode, we're reminded that in a multiverse of infinite possibilities, we never really have to say goodbye. We may be saying farewell in this dimension, but who knows where we'll meet again in another universe. So let's take comfort in the fact that everything is everywhere all at once 
and that in some corner of the multiverse, we're still all here sharing a laugh and talking about movies. Until next time, keep exploring, keep discovering, and keep dreaming of the infinite possibilities that await us. And remember to watch Licorice Pizza 2021 on Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, and Epic for next show! Until next time, keep on looking! Uh.